Hey, this is Curtis Cantwell from Powers Bike Shop, and you're listening to the BMX in Our Blood podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. I hope you all enjoyed the past couple episodes with Brian Bono and Paul Radosevich. Those were really fun to record and just really, really great guys. Moving forward, this week's episode is with Brian Irochi. Been looking forward to this one for a while, and uh, as you'll hear on there, you'll hear that he has some involvement in the podcast that I'm very thankful for. Just a couple quick things about this episode. In keeping with the tradition of this podcast being very DIY, which a lot of you appreciate about it, I have quite a crap show (laughs) of uh, trying to watch a video with Brian while we're trying to record. So uh, I'm going to leave it in there. It didn't come out great, but what the hell? It doesn't hurt to leave it. Uh, As always, thanks to Powers Bike Shop Chad over there for supporting the podcast. And uh, yeah, just listen for the next few coming up. There's some really good ones that I've recorded already, and there's one that I'm working on right now that I I think everyone's going to be interested in. So I will keep you in the loop. I won't tease you with these for long. Just want to make sure they're going to happen before I say anything. So have a great week, everyone, and we'll talk to you soon. Plus, it's probably confusing. It may sound like something went wrong with the recording. I I think it's more authentic. I think if you're particularly with your podcast... Or any non-studio podcast. Yeah. Like, yeah. You hear when environments change. Yeah. You move to a different room. Right. Yeah. Whatever. And it, it breaks the flow of that. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, like you're almost talking to a different person. Yeah. The Ed one was funny. It made me laugh. I listened to it more, like recently. Yeah, yeah. I got to listen to it. I love it. <laughs> what made me laugh is the entire interview. Uh-huh. I'm like, it's just Rob Mick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Ed Polio is Rob Mick. <laughs> like they're the same dude. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I had never met him before, and, and certainly had not ever been to that park. Mm. But the guy was super nice, and I and I I listened to the story, and it's not one that I really planned on. Mm. Um, it, it was, it was really fascinating. I uh, yeah, I didn't know anything about it. I've been away from Long Island for so long yeah. now that I. That's I right. I, 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 I have not been to Kiko. I have not been to skate park. Things have risen and fallen. I have yeah. been to the boondocks. Oh, were you? Okay. I definitely snuck into the boondocks once or twice okay. and rode the pump track. I never yeah. hit any of the lines mm-hmm. then. Right, right, right. Um, I definitely probably caught it in the early stages. Right, right, Definitely right. in the late stages. I was long gone. Like, yeah, yeah, I've, yeah, yeah. I've been off of Long Island. For 10 years, you said, right? Ten plus ten years, ten years, and before year. that, I was like gone for a chunk. Like, oh, okay. I was. I've only been there five out of the last twenty years. Four out of the last twenty years. Say water. 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 Good. You're still there. <laughs> You're still there. It was water, water, and drawer. 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 What's a what's a drawer? Yeah, that's what they say. Because the guy who works me makes me say jaw, drawer. Draw. <laughs> and one other one. He said it's the same fucking word, just used yeah. differently. Yeah. My, my, my wife and I have been here for ten years, and we've we we have our tells. Yeah. But it's not 
Yeah. Super like, oh, you know. Uh, they make me say stuff every day, so I'm never going to lose it, and I'm thankful for that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant they were doing it on purpose. It's like, let's uh, let's screw with Bill. No, no, you do. Oh, okay. All day long. <laughs> Bill, Bill, that thing that holds your teeth in your yeah. mouth. What's it called? Joel. And then, Ooh. yep, motherfucker. It's almost not even a swear at that point when no, you hear it like that. You're like, anger, you hear? anger and alcohol. Yeah. Every time oh, yeah, yeah. Brings we'll, we'll it up. Show, show your true colors. That's when Hollywood comes out, too. When he gets angry. Yeah. And he right, when he's mellow, he's, you know, he's been here for fucking 20 years almost. Right, right. right. See, yeah. right? Yeah. It's, yeah, you'll be, you know, you'll be living, you'll be just living mellow for a while, and yeah. all of a sudden somebody will like, Cut in front of you yeah. at the store, and you're like, "Whoa, guy!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and in that moment, you go, "All right, all right. I'm, I'm, it's happened to me." Right? Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, it's, oh, it's funny. But I, I'll tell you what, I don't hear horns beep here. It's oh, amazing. Yeah, there's there's no uh, no horn beep and no nothing like that. But yeah. So I'm just Take gonna, it away, I'm man. gonna kick it off, man. So welcome to the BMX and Blood, everyone. Thank you, Powers Bike Shop, for sponsoring the podcast. But I'm here with the man, Brian Irochi. Thanks for having me, Joe. I man. really appreciate well, you giving me the call and uh, having you know having me meet up with you here at the Old Fools at the Old Fools Jam weekend. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I've lived in, lived in Columbus for about ten years now, and um, uh, so I don't get up here as often as I should by mm-hmm. any means. But uh, definitely stoked to come up and chat with you and see Bill and Brian and uh, who knows who we're going to see later today. I wouldn't be surprised if after this uh, it came to be that we had a we had a scheduled date. We always knew we were going to do one, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it was a matter of uh, when we did it. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if we showed up at uh, at Ray's after this and had <laughs> Biv's uh, Tom Bavona. I'm going to start using nicknames eventually. So Biv's is Tom Bavona, so everyone knows. Keith Terry is just KT we'll go with. Yeah. Keith, Keith's awesome. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if they if we just showed up at Ray's and they were there to meet you because... That'd be pretty funny. Well, you know, we'll cross our fingers. I, I have no reason to believe they would, but uh, they should. That would be that would be, that'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, we'll all get together. One, one, of, the, one of these days, I, I, I've made a... I've missed out on a couple of opportunities to go to like the Shorm anniversary jams oh, and right. um, just haven't made it back to New York as often. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously when those people are there, they're like yeah. kind of there and thick yeah. of it. Uh, so it's always good to see those guys. I, I did, uh, I think the last time I saw both of those guys together was last Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. Is it that far off actually now that I think about it? Yeah. But we all got together and, uh, watched old video footage at uh, Darren Meenan's house. Oh, shoot. I remember this now. Yeah, so yeah. It was, it, was, it was a good time. It was, you know, mm-hmm. boxes of different videotapes and old trail footage and just nonsense. And it was, it was a good time to catch up with those guys. And it's great to see them anytime I can. The guys that you've connected with and, and value the relationships with uh, that you kept... Um, over your years of, of not being there as well, but but you guys are you guys are on another level. I mean, you guys did so much together. Uh, it it's just, I mean, it's really awesome. And this is gonna be a little unconventional uh, this podcast interview because the the amount of questions and the amount of of care that people put into this when they sent me questions for you. 
started to make me think, I would rather go through their questions. You know, I have a few, but the more I thought about it, these guys are really talking about things that you I'm sure you'll be interested in replying to or talking about. It's such a it's such a strong connection. We're basically going to call this the the Keith Terry in your blood and the Tommy <laughs> and the Tommy Bavona in your blood uh, because those two stick out to me. But also John Lee, the John Lee in your blood. You know, it's it's all these guys. So uh, I I am gonna kind of do it that way. Okay. And we, you know how this thing, you know how it goes. You've been listening. You've been involved. Whatever direction it goes is awesome, and I think people are most comfortable with that. And apparently people like to hear it that way. So <laughs> cool. So anyway, Keith uh, has an intro for his podcast of you. Um, <laughs> I got to find, find it. It's, uh, start listening well, to this. I certainly am, and uh, thanks to Wild Bill for his hospitality today and uh, the amazing breakfast and keeping our coffees topped off, and we're going we're gonna to have some fun. We, we definitely are. Well, the, the, guy, the guys that you mentioned, I'll, I'll just go ahead and say while you're looking for your sure. phone, uh, Tom and Keith and John, those are definitely some of the people that I've remained in contact with over the mm-hmm. years. Uh, so that it's cool to, anytime you get to, to interact with those guys, see them, mm-hmm. reply to comments on Instagram or Facebook or something, like there's always some sort of inside joke and I'm sure that's probably, there's stuff that's gonna, they'll, they'll yeah. talk about, but like, the relationships that you end up having with people that you spend so much time with uh, as kids yeah. doing what we do um, in, I, yeah. in in vans driving across the country in cars driving across the state in sitting in hotel rooms sitting in the woods like the family you choose you know oh sure oh undoubtedly and, and you know we talk we all talk so much about the Christmas classic <laughs> that truly was the Christmas that I wanted it wasn't the Christmas at home for instance is, a, is the best example of how important it was for me to get out there to I may not have known what I was doing at the time mm-hmm. but I was definitely gravitating to positivity and going to Christmas to the Christmas Classic every year was just that was it that was that mm-hmm. was my Christmas family meetup. Mm-hmm. You know the way I look at it now because I'm still connected with these people even if you disappear for a while mm-hmm. you're still connected. Yeah. Brian is and Brian is just he's the type of guy everybody that wants to help but doesn't need a pat on the back for it. He's not looking for anything in return. He's willing to force me to get a website for this for this podcast. Brian saw something good in it that I couldn't see. And Brian, you would never create a website. I don't believe. No, and and, and I, you know, it's pretty simple nowadays. You know, you get a you get a domain, you get a thing, you get a website, and you know, a lot of, a lot of people don't even use websites anymore. Mm-hmm. Point being is that you're right. I did see something in the podcast, and I really liked the message, and I I, I liked you knowing you from from years back. And I just wanted to help you do your thing to its potential. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that having a website for people to go to buy merch and yeah. to maybe find out where to download it and who knows what else it could be from there on out would be a way. Not everybody, not everybody has an Instagram. You know, mm-hmm. we, we, we are, your demographic is definitely, you know, not just teenage kids. You're, sure. You know, there's, there's, grown adults that are like, yeah. what's what's the website? You know, yeah. um, <laughs> maybe, right. maybe you know, and uh, 
I, I just I just wanted to, to do something and I remember specifically asking you like hey don't need to shout me out for this just like I'm gonna buy you a domain instead of a website and yeah I hope that's cool <laughs> and you know my reaction like, yeah it was, it was it was it was really fun so it's it's really cool to finally um, you know fast forward what is this what's episode yeah I slowed down a little bit last year. I did that run where I had them every week for 14 months or 15 months, somewhere around there. And, and yeah, so this is the, yeah, it's about two and a half years. Um, October 17 is when I started. Okay. Okay. Uh, So it's, yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot of content, but uh, what what I was getting at is neither of us knew how to start up a, a Squarespace account to link everything was about linking it to the website right, right, right. and we talked right. about that and you, you know there's two people that are involved in this that, that people people need to know you took on a pretty complicated role in this I think that I'm extremely grateful for uh, because you not only give people access to all the content but you you've gotten uh, a lot of donations through through that platform yeah. I do them all face to face as mm-hmm. you know so for you to take that on, and for Nuno to do the announcements for me every week, here's two on, two Long Island guys that are not on Long Island anymore, but love hearing yeah. anything that that involves East Coast BMX. Yeah, with. Uh, yeah, it was it was East Coast BMX. It was just it was the, the DIY ethos of yeah. hey, Joe's doing a thing. Yeah. I like what Joe's doing. Yeah. I want to support. Him. It's the same way that every rider owned bike company got started. It's mm-hmm. the way. You know, it's the way these things happen. Yeah. And Nuno, Nuno's been a, a bike industry guy for an extremely long time, mm-hmm. and you know, well respected one at that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I'm just happy to be part of it, and really glad that it's all worked out now. So a couple of years, you know, later, we finally have gotten to. I mean, we yeah. actually have not been face to face since that since that initial have conversation. Not. So being able to sit here now and finally get to to chat and and a lot of people wanted it and. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll start reading Keith's deal, but, uh, you know, thank you to Nuno for, for helping with the, what people see on the Instagram side and absolutely what you've done. Uh, you guys are amazing and, and you, you really did take on a lion's share of work and we all work hard all week long and you still found the time to do that. And it means the world to me and I'm sure the people listening think the same. It's, uh, but now they know. Some of the people that are behind yeah. this. Well, cool. I'm, I'm glad I was able to help out. And I know uh, also I'll give a shout out to, to Tasha as well, who I've never met, but I know helps you out tremendously with the site. Oh, thank you. Yes. With, 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 with what you do, with the images and design work and stuff. I also, yes. you know, one, the, the last part about this, and we'll mm-hmm. get to what you were talking about. Sure. All that you do with your fundraising and... Uh, you need you. I just saw a need for you have needing a spot to be able to give people information. Yeah. Um, right. And I think that you know, I'm sure you've got something great planned for this year, and we can <laughs> <laughs> we can we can we can promote that when the time comes. And I'm, right, I'm, right. I'm I'm looking to you know give even some more more time and more yeah. knowledge about how we can help sure. reach more people and get more donations for whatever you choose to to. To take on that, yeah. So I think having you know having a spot for that. Uh, thank you to everyone that's made donations through the site yeah. or purchased shirts through the site. Um, it helps helps Joe get to more interviews and gives us great BMX content. So, sure. So thank you for letting me be a part of it. 
po- podcasts are the new zines, you know? They are. It's, it's, uh, it's, I, I wasn't smart enough to get on zines or, or sure. creative enough or whatever. That wasn't my, wasn't my, uh, wasn't something I was meant to do. Right. Um, but I really enjoyed them and I really enjoy your podcasts. Mm. So. Yeah. BMXMRBlood.com for donations and mm-hmm. buy stuff and yeah like you said you gotta listen to listen to different things but uh, sure. it helps to subscribe and download and I, I'm, I'm gonna show, I'm just gonna show for you this whole podcast cause yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't wanna I, I don't I, I, it's one of those things where I'm like I'm in you know I'm in sales so I'm like come on man like yeah. push it more tell me the devil like. well you know what's crazy <laughs> is I've been somewhat in sales my whole my whole life and you never know it because I sure don't act that, like it with this. BMX is, is has uh, been it's it's always been it's separate thing in my life mm-hmm. that is I treat it differently than I treat work. Work is survival. BMX is fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I, mean, I hate to say it that crudely, but it's it, you have to you know do well, do your job, mm-hmm. and make a living. It's mm-hmm. how you survive. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so anyway. I'm going to start with this intro from Keith that I've been uh, dancing around here for probably 15 minutes. It's from Keith. Before I ask any questions, I would just like to say that it's about damn time this podcast is going down with, with Brian Iorochi. That Brian is one of the most naturally gifted riders that has ever floated off this island. <laughs> I like that. He had one hell of a race career, one so good that he could be put on the same caliber as greats like Timmy Strelicki, Ronnie Casca, and he lasted as a pro racer much longer than me. When it came to riding trails, he was at another level. Not many have a uh, level that not many have achieved. That perfect blend between speed and style, in the natural ability that let him adapt to any set of woods or field or any location at such a rate, was faster than most. Irochi has his own stamp in BMX history in the BMX history books. He may or may not believe it, but it's true. It is something to be said when some of the best trail riders in the game from a decade ago to this very day looked up to you or were influential to them in some way or another as they were young talents at that time. With all that being said, I'm honored that I was around with you all those years and to have a live view of your history. I'm glad that I was there as a witness, but more importantly, as a friend. We had a childhood into young adulthood that was better than most in my eyes. Even though my jealousy may have reared its ugly head at times back then, I hope you saw it as a sign of flattery. Your greatness only made me better at what I did and helped me achieve many goals in life. And for that, I will always be thankful. Uh, so there you go. Do you need box tissues? <laughs> I, I, I do. I, I might. I it's, do. Uh, there's a really heartfelt uh, intro from Keith. Um, Keith was also the best man at my wedding. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and he gave a... Uh, as, as, as amazing as that intro was, he also gave an amazing toast at my wedding. And uh, It's good to have friends like Keith. Uh, and you know what? Back in the day, none of us would have ever really thought about that because everyone had their own kind of persona going on mm-hmm. because we are individuals. I never would have thought that Keith would be writing an intro like this 20, 25 years later, whatever it's been. Right, right, right. You know, it's, it's cool. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. And he said some amazing stuff in there. And mm-hmm. uh, just to be thought of like that from a friend is, is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, really cool. In fact, it's humbling, and I, I thank everybody for the kind words. And 
Yeah. yeah. If you're looking forward to digging deeper into some, some fun fun stories. All right. I'm going to skip over uh, what got you into BMX. Your choice on that no, one. No, that's cool. No, I, 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 this, this is my personality, but mm-hmm. I, I don't think there are any unique or extreme circumstances. I've, I've listened to, you know, hundreds of people tell me how they got into bike riding. Thousands of people tell me how they got into bike riding, mm-hmm. BMX or otherwise. And right. Each story is different, but mm-hmm. the same. It's, it's... Yeah. On this day, I didn't ride a bike. On this day, I rode a bike. It felt awesome. I rode a bike again. Yeah. And I believe that that is, that's the story for most people. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. Like I said, any type of bike. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think my, I, I, I don't think that there's anything really mm-hmm. amazing about it. Rode bikes in the neighborhood. Found out about a BMX track. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I think the rest of your story is more important to get out there um, than to detail that involvement. Sure. I think you said it perfectly. Um, it's what you do with BMX after after you discover it that, to me, is most interesting. Yeah, it's, it's what you do or what you... Yeah, you don't even have to do anything with it. It's, it's, it's what you you carry with you, you know? Um, it, it, leads to, it leads to other things. It's, it, it in itself is a journey. Um, uh-huh. Where I was getting is is how BMX changed your life and how it, it uh, just how it evolved into something uh, with you that was something you you wanted to be a part of in absolutely in that that type of thing. It's not about the achievements. Uh, anyway, it's yeah. <laughs> we'll, let, we'll let the we'll let the, we'll let the, the questions tell the story. We'll sure. Yeah, that sounds good. First trail, first set of trails you ever dug at? Uh, I'm gonna say the ones at the end of my block. I had. Um, there was like a, you know, like most trails, got named after the the woods or the apartment complex that they were built behind. Yeah. And they were they were called Birchwood. Oh. That was the that was the first place I think I ever took like let's say Keith Tara like mm-hmm. that was the first place I ever took him the first time he came to my house like hey man check out these jumps in the woods and it was just you know dead end street yeah in about an eighth of a mile mm-hmm. and there was a like a sinkhole. And we just mm-hmm. made jumps in and out of that hole. Those were the first trails I'd done that. That, yeah. was, that was pre. That was pre going to a racetrack. That was fully raw. Just yeah. I want to get my bike off the ground. Right. You know. Right. So. Uh, let's see. What riders did you look up to, uh, local or non, as as a young up and coming racer slash all around badass on uh, on the bike. <laughs> Um, is the question about local local riders? Um, it local or not? Or not? Mm-hmm. I I think I I think I saw another question about you know riders and that I looked up to and emulated. Yes. Um, Tim Shrelecki is the guy that comes to mind. Uh, there were you know Keith Mulligan. There mm-hmm. was there was Ronnie Gaska. I feel like there was Robbie and Robbie Morales at a young age. Um, uh-huh. And the guys that stuck around longer, you know, on Long Island, into, you know, till 18, 19, 20, those were the guys that, that really I felt drove, you know. I was going to nationals, so I saw other people out there, mm-hmm. but, you know, somebody like Timmy, who was a, you know, 
quadruple world champ or you know like yeah. dude had the, the one the number one for every possible thing in you know what was it like 1991 92 when the world's were in Norway like yeah dude just just kill me we'd go to the trails and he would ride non-stop like, you know we'd, we'd, we'd go to the Sterich jumps and did patch all I'm sure you've been there as a kid and I think yeah. you mentioned it before like yeah yeah That's... they would just be turning laps and it was, yeah. and it was, that was awesome you know like uh, it was like he was on a motorcycle mm-hmm. um, but guys guys like that you know Ronnie was Ronnie was right there super smooth just fun to watch ride uh-huh. Mulligan had an eye for for unique stuff mm-hmm. he was really fast as well but was was definitely a, a unique guy and I think I got a lot of tried to get a lot of uniqueness from that you know mm-hmm. not get it from him but like Sure. Oh, people be doing weird stuff. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, uh-huh. you know, um, again, also fast. Uh, racers, racers were the were the people that I looked up to. It's it's it, I guess I think that's what it really comes down to. I wasn't I wasn't crazy for Matt Hoffman or like yeah. Didn't, that's not what caught my eye. Mm-hmm. Gary Ellis caught my eye. You know, yeah. that's you know. Mm-hmm. Later on, I was like, man, that guy's kind of a goon. And then, oh, wait, that guy's really awesome. Like, it yeah. ran the whole spectrum with, with somebody like that. Yeah. But, like, yeah. those were the guys who were like, man, they're pretty rad. Like, yeah. they're fast. I want to go fast. You know, so right. that was, right. that's, that's who I looked up to. Danny Billy's going to love you for that one. <laughs> Gary Ellis, baby. He's got the jersey. But, but just, it's, that works. Just, to, to answer, just to answer the question, it was, it was, yeah. it was mostly the Razors. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to over, I can't overstate how important, like, just watching Timmy ride mm-hmm. was, uh, dude, just carve turns, just had this like way to move, like just he would will things to happen, and it was fucking awesome. Like yeah. he could, you know, oh, you want me to start here and jump that thing? Okay, cool. <laughs> like yeah. you know, like that was that was right. to me still is cool. Uh-huh. Um, and to see what he's done on bikes since then. Oh my gosh. But, uh, but, back, but back then, and you know, we're talking, yeah. we're talking 1990 through, uh, what, uh-huh. you know, the 90s. Right. You know, we're talking the 90s. Yeah, essentially, yeah. So when a lot of it happened in a short time, that decade was just, I'd say late 80s into, uh, into and through the 90s. Where it was amazing. And I'm not saying it's better than any other particular era, but for us, man, that was an amazing time. Uh, I mean, there's, there's there's a couple other ones in there that like mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm forgetting, but like Rob Hughes. Yes. Rob Hughes was he was a you know again I was a racer I went to the racetrack like mm-hmm. um, was into the that dude was fast. Yeah. I remember that I remember the first time I beat him. Yeah. I remember it. I remember where I passed him. Like was that an open at Shore? Yeah, it open at Shore. Yeah. Like I think I caught him on the triple step or yeah, something yeah. going to the last turn. Like, right. Super stoked. You know, like, yeah. it was, you know, one of the not super competitive days. <laughs> I'm not even, not even going to try to pretend I beat, like, all the, you know, any of the heavy hitters, like, right. other than Rob, but, like, yeah. that was the dude, like, oh, that's the guy I can't, you know, like, mm-hmm. finally getting, like, some guys like that. Um, that's, that's, I mean, those, those were really, like I said, I was going to nationals. I was seeing other fast amateurs and pros, and, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, it was, we're, we're pulling for a Pulling for our guys from home. Oh yeah, oh, man, like get that dude. And, and take we, take Lee out. Yeah, you know, like get that. Yeah. You know, like, you know, <laughs> get 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 him. And it, it was, was it was, uh, you know, 
who's, who's Dave Milhan? You know, like, oh, and it was a, uh, it was, it was rad to, to be, to be part of that. So Brian's in the other room, and I did, I recorded his podcast yesterday. We we often talk about, you know, if I didn't, well, I'm certainly the expert means I didn't make many of those. Cruiser was kind of it was almost a given, but. Mm-hmm. Thank God enough people didn't like riding cruisers because I was able to salvage my my pride by I mean, making me me me, me me and you both. I, I'm, 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 there's got to be a cruiser question in there somewhere, and yeah, me and you both. Cruiser cruiser was the to prop us up and yeah, make yeah. us feel good about ourselves. So what I was getting at is when the expert mains would roll around, he's running up to the gate, he's taking pictures, I'm watching, we're all cheering, we're hoping you you know, do whatever you have to to win. Uh, but it was just such a it was such a good time. You guys clearly were as exciting, and we're talking through the age groups uh, from yours, maybe a little younger, up to eighteen and over, because you still had, but you still had those guys that you're talking about, like Rob Hughes, uh, people like that. They were just everyone wanted to see it. They're like game time. This is this is what we came here for. They got they got they need to bring. We could do multiple podcasts. I have multiple sure. deep-seated theories about BMX racing because that's where my heart is. But, mm-hmm. like, they need to bring 18 and over back or at least adopt the UCI, you yeah. know, more of a UCI standard and, like... The age group breakdown? Yeah, the age group breakdown. To, just to make it more... Mm-hmm. I think it would be more competitive. And it, and so that... For, in the amateur ranks. In the amateur ranks. Uh, you know, it's, it's pro, pro is pro, whatever. But mm-hmm. in the amateur ranks, you, you, number one... And, 31 to 36 expert. Right. Like, right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Let's <laughs> go play softball with everybody else. <laughs> you know, and, and I've, I've shared this before, and I'll, I'll say this one quick thing about, I grabbed a moto sheet off of, uh, you know, it was, it was, a, it was actually a, an eighth or a quarter. I grabbed a sheet mm-hmm. off of the wall after, of mm-hmm. course. Mm-hmm. Um, but my, I think it was an eighth. My eighth? Had everyone from Alan Foster. I mean, I'll show it to you sometime. The most ridiculous eighth, but it was so cool because that was the 18 and over days. It was stacked, but what I'm really zoning in on is how many rounds you had to make it through to make that main. Oh God, yeah. And if you had 18 and over now, it would it would be back to normal where you'd have 16ths, sometimes 30 seconds. Yeah. A lot of people listening now that might be younger may not know how large those classes were. No, you have eighty you'd have eighty something guys show up for mm-hmm. for eighteen and over expert and we came we came from a track that had a bunch of fast guys in that class. And Rob Robbie got number one. Mm-hmm. Ronnie got number one. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm sure Timmy had to give get number one in that class. I know he, you know he had a lot of um I remember Keith Mulligan was like number five in that class. Like I'm just rattling off like number things yeah. that I remember from a, as a kid. Like it was huge. It was it was, it was massive. And, and it's it's you know it, to, just to geek out in racing like sure. it's just it's I like that aspect of it. You know like I think the point of your whole story there was mm-hmm. we saved moto sheets. Yeah. How weird is that? We saved moto sheets. Like I have them. I, I definitely have moto sheets. Oh, like, nice. Absolutely, pink mm-hmm. MBL yeah. carbon. That's I ha- what this I, is. I have them. I have them. Yeah. I have them. In, 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 I have not all of them, but mm-hmm. I have particular ones from certain times. Like yeah. I saved them. My dad saved them. Like, sure. I have that from the worlds in Michigan, because Timmy, it was eighteen to twenty-four, mm-hmm. and somehow, somehow, I, I made I made it all the way to the semi, 
And another great name from Long Island history, Justin Lafredo got the last spot. I got fifth. Nice. So I was I was happy oh, to, I also, I, I to make it that far. I, I too got I too got fifth in the semi at the at the Waterford Oaks Worlds. Mm-hmm. Still stand by that might be the worst track. In, <laughs> yeah. In, 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 that track in, was for Jason Richardson. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. um, it was it was. Yeah, it was the best yeah, yeah. quality, terrible track that I've ever Sure. <laughs> yeah. And not to take anything away from Jason Richardson, because I just said that track was built for him. He's a strong guy, and that first straight was for the strong dudes that could really power into yeah. that. I think it was uphill at some suit. point. It felt into like... The, into the first <laughs> time. Yeah. 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 But the points, the point is, is absolutely true that he made, and there were just so many good people on the island. I, I loved it, and that's why we would visit, mm-hmm. you know, but... A good environment like that makes good racers, and it's unbelievable how many good racers you guys had. <laughs> it, it's crazy. I think, really I think they still do. I, I, I think that there's, there's, they're still turning out some kids, like, in Dutch from Shore. Like, it's, right. It's, it's cool to see. All right, let's back into something else. Uh, still Keith Terror. His podcast isn't over yet. Uh, do you remember Opposite Day at Seb's? Explain. And it's a Seven Eleven for those that don't know. It would have to be, and no, I, I, I don't. It could either be riding opposite foot. We could have actually straight up just ridden stuff backwards, like Mm -hmm. either one of those things is 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 a distinct possibility. Um, Do you think you guys? Well, you did. You probably did both those things, but at some point, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, Sebs wasn't always as, as big as you know people. Mm-hmm. Recall it in lower, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm sure we probably tried to ride some stuff backwards, and I, I definitely think that there was uh-huh. opposite foot, like bars backwards today. I, you know, like uh, we, had, we, had, we had a lot of free time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, had, we had a lot of free time, and we would just challenge ourselves <laughs> to to do stuff. I think that was uh, that was the fun part of uh-huh. of trails. And I think if you talk to anybody, if you talk to from any of the guys from Pennsylvania or like mm-hmm. you spend that much time just playing with yeah. jumps in the woods you can you just start doing stuff so I, I don't remember specifically what opposite day was right that's alright yeah but that, I mean that's, that's I mean that's the kind of that's the kind of stuff we would do like we would you know we had I mean shit we had a 20 pack so you had 10 mm-hmm. you, in each run you had 10 airs yeah. <laughs> you know like if you, you start breaking it down you've got you know you've got a vert runs worth of airs to yeah. To try to do some stuff, and that I'm yeah. sure there was stuff that went down. By the way, that that picture that I I, I used uh, that Keith Terry gave me it was oh, yeah, one yeah, of yeah, his yeah. pictures. Uh, Grandpa picked up on it right away. He he was pretty sure it was Daryl now. Oh, 100 behind you. 100 percent. That's Daryl. Oh, so 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 behind, and I think Tom chimed in. So 100 percent. That's mm-hmm. Daryl behind me. Uh-huh. And that's Jamin Burgess behind him, who okay. is the older brother of Kara, Kara from Circuit. From or Karen Circuit, Vick. Karen Vick from Circuit. That's oh, her man. older brother. I did not know that. Yeah. I can't wait till she hears this. I, they, I, 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 I I didn't I didn't realize that's where Kara was until probably your podcast or, or right around there. Like, yeah. and I had probably I've probably called and talked to Vic a bunch of times. I think I've stopped I've stopped in his shop like. Uh-huh. And then I find out, I realize, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. So this, this, this guy that I used to ride with, his sister, is married to the dude? What? Yeah. Huh? What? And uh, so that was really rad to see. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, but yeah, the, the and then behind him, I, I believe the vote on call out was, was Brian Shoemaker. So that was yes. I mean that was that was a normal that was a normal day. Just yeah. run just a train through the trails and yeah. Keith shooting photos like we weren't we weren't trying to do anything special. Mm-hmm. You know, we weren't. <laughs> we were, yeah. All right. Not not to you know belabor the podcast with these these things that I'm thinking, but Keith taking a photo. As soon as you said that, it reminded me. Two incredibly successful photographers and also amazing writers. It, that's that's from the same area. Keith Square. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Keith Square. I mean, they both went on to do yeah. really true. Yeah, amazing I, I, I believe I believe early on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I you know, shooting with Keith Mulligan. Obviously mm-hmm. he went on to do amazing things and uh, right. in the you know, in the industry and the media. Mm-hmm. Um, Keith Keith took to, to photo Keith Tarrant took the photo mm-hmm. very early and spent a lot of time with Keith. So I, I imagine learning the basics and mm-hmm. learning to get you know, and uh, yeah, they've both of yeah. them have been wildly wild have done wild things. You know, Keith always surprised me with photos from uh, from back in the day. Lately, he just he he sent me a bunch and I've been kind of hoarding them and yeah, yeah. kind of saving them for me. maybe I'll send some to you or something. Sure. But uh, for, for this and. Uh, but yeah, he's always just sending me random stuff, and is, over the years has uh-huh. given me prints of photos we took, and yeah. um, he gave me a birthday card one time that was like a photo of yeah. you know, like it's just it, you know, is is uh, it's not like today where you just document everything with your phone. Yeah. So to have grown up and ridden with people. I mean, this was with, with with a desire to whether they knew they were preserving it or not, mm-hmm. but to, to to capture those moments and then to have some of those to look back on are like are pretty cool. I mean, photos in general do that, mm-hmm. but as again, we were at racetracks and in the woods, and we this is pre cell phones. This is you know, yeah. so it's it's very it's it was just a different it was just different. Like there wasn't record of everything. Yeah, you know, day to day video. Whatever. Well, wait, even in that era, we're still talking about film, right? Actual film, not digital. Yeah, 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 film. Hundred percent, hundred percent film. I mean, yeah. I mean, shooting film with Keith Mulligan mm-hmm. at Oak Park or something yeah. like it was. That was it. Was a thing like you, mm. you, you know, like yeah. it was really awesome to be able to do that. Like, right. and it's yeah. you, you think about what went into that as opposed to now. Right. You know, like, right. everything's a throwaway. Like there, you're like, right. I mean, I got one roll of film. Yeah, get it right. <laughs> you know. We, yeah, you know what? And there's one other guy. I'll just say it real quick. We got, we, we got to. Uh, I hate this phrase, but I'm gonna use it because it might be funny. Uh, we need to drain the swamp around Ted Nelson. <laughs> 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 I almost made the water come out of your yeah, nose uh, or coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Drain the swamp. That's a that was a that was a dangerous thing to throw in there. Yeah, I don't know. If, um, I, don't know I don't know. if That's exactly what I would I would use for no. for drag, dragging Ted out. I can't remember. I can't remember the last time I saw Ted. Um, but yeah, I think I think somebody like Ted would have a lot to offer. Um, Yes. It, beyond stories, like I always mm-hmm. thought he was just a very, I always took him for a very intelligent guy. He always had great design stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he worked, he, was, he did a lot with Standard when I first got there. Um, oh, right, right. Before that with Step and, mm-hmm. you know, 
again, I remember I another another memory I have is me and Keith, Tara mm-hmm. getting left at I think it was your house to ride the mm-hmm. trails in the backyard and like Jeff and Ted drove us to the ferry. And like yeah. Yeah, for me I might as well have just, you know, stowed away on, you know, the Rolling Stones tour bus, you know. Like, <laughs> Yeah, these dudes are sick. Like, yeah, you know, like, um, oh, definitely. So that was that. That's that's a cool. Like, I, I think Ted is, is somebody I'd love to just chat with Ted about oh, just Lord. the bike industry design and you know things like things like that. I think he would have a lot to to say. Yeah, and he really, he really, he got he understood and loved the scene. Still does. Mm-hmm. He'll pull out a picture for some occasion that he's never. Pulled out before, um, but Ted has a lot of stuff there. And I, I mean, here's a, here's a, here's a good Ted connection. Um, okay, I should good connection for you in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. I shot with Ted at Bethel. Okay, Bethel Supercross. I'm gonna yeah. name it correctly. Right, right, right. Um, which was kind of a misnomer. It is. Um, it is. Yeah. But we should we shot some we shot some stuff early on for for Standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, ended up. They ended up being in a Snap magazine and a standard ad, but it was, it was one of those like another cool like man, I got to shoot film with Ted Nelson, like the dude from Step, like yeah, and he was working with you know at the time it was standard bike and mm-hmm. those guys, and it was that was that was really cool as well. Again, tying it into Connecticut into yeah, you know, Bethel was well, that's one of your one of your stomping grounds. And, I just, so you know, speak. it's not even close to home. It's just it fits the schedule. But, yeah, I mean, it rides the same as it rode 25 years ago. It hasn't changed. But that's why when people say, oh, BMX, is, it, everything's different now. now I'm Bethel, Bethel was built into the side of the hill, um, mm-hmm. but at a 90-degree angle too far to the right. <laughs> if you're going to build something on the side of the hill, the finish line should be lower than the starting hill. Yeah. And it, <laughs> Bethel was the opposite. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, it was... <laughs> There, there, there was an opposite day. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, toughest competition. Uh, I better be one of them, huh? Um, oh, you know. Um, man. Still from Keith, of course. Yeah. Yeah, Keith. I, I mean, locally. I mean, I, I would... I should I'd have to go out of town to win a race sometimes. Like, Keith, Tom Bavona. Mm-hmm. Those guys, were, those were those were the guys that like were my age that like I would battle with at times, uh-huh. and then you know go out of state and yeah, like you said, Kevin Darty from Florida. Or there would be you know, yeah, any 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 guy with a, any guy with a, with a you know the the uniform or that came out of Florida was usually gonna get in my way at some point, you know. True. No, that's <laughs> so, true. I mean, I mean, put it this way: it's a long list of people that were that were that were big competition. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's just East Coast. I mean, then you bring in the whole West Coast. Yeah, you start bringing in the GT, yeah. the Power Lights, the yeah. you know the the Haro dude. You know, they were just they were just people you just couldn't not that you couldn't mess with, but they were mm-hmm. just guys you just like all right, well, this is gonna be mm-hmm. it's gonna be one of those days, you know. Yeah. And uh, did you have Robert Pierce in yeah. your class? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so that would be another one. That would be Power Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Pierce, Pierce, Kevin Royal. Uh, oh my gosh! Yeah. Jeez. Uh, I'll I'll drop one here. I'm, I'm actually I'm, I'm glad I just remembered to to mm-hmm. mention his name, uh, Kyle Bennett. Anyway, no, Kyle, 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 no, Kyle Bennett. Um, 
was another was another fast guy. Like not not local. Like mm-hmm. you know, he was coming out of Texas at the time. Like most, you know, but he'd show up in, in Florida or something. But this little little guy, that's, <laughs> you know, like yeah. ended up being a you know ended up being a champion and an amazing amazing rider. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, there's t- tons of tons of people like that. There's you know yeah. you can just go through the names all day long. But mm-hmm. yeah, there was uh, there were just there were just some people you didn't want to. You didn't want to show up. <laughs> right. You know? Right. So, and I believe someone mentioned it in, in your comments, replying directly to you, but I think we all had the same idea. We got to go to Milton, Ontario. I need some points. I got go, to go to yeah, Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vlanovich called it out. Yeah, Milton, Ontario. <laughs> oh, man, right. gotta, it was, it was, that was like a, like August. <laughs> yeah. First weekend in August. One of the last chances. Hell, middle of nowhere in Ontario, it's you know it's a twelve hour drive from yeah, Long Island, yeah. and man, I, I just I just gotta go I gotta go see if I can perfect my motos and, and get like a top four. Mm-hmm. That get me two points, right? Right. All right, let's do that. <laughs> and like that was the that was that was that was how we how we went. And it's it's yeah. it's funny to really think back on it now, but like uh-huh. yeah, let's uh, let's drive to Canada. If you don't make the main and get top on the podium, this is gonna be a wash. Yeah, yeah. And my dad would be like, "Fuck it, let's go." Like, yeah, it's Canada. None of those guys from the West Coast are gonna go. Let's go. And then you know, yeah, seven dudes from Connecticut would show up. <laughs> all right, all right. Because we're all thinking the same. Now I gotta deal with Clumbar and Keller and that. God. Yeah, yeah, you know, and you end up, it's, uh, right. but yeah, that's what we did. Yeah, we, mm-hmm. regionals, you know. Oh, yeah. Regional, we go to a regional race or, you know, nobody wanted to go to where in Massachusetts, but shit, right. you went to where in Massachusetts because, well, nobody's going to drive to Massachusetts in January to ride in a warehouse that goes outside to a garage and, yeah, let's do that. Shortest first trade ever. Yep, yep. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's, I mean, that was, yeah. that was, the, that was our life. Mm-hmm. But the competition wise, it's, Virtually anybody ever lined up on a gate with, sure. you know, just like yeah. just want to go fast. Yeah. You know? Hey, sometimes it's yourself. <laughs> you know, <laughs> largely it's yourself. Right. What were the perks for getting flow from a record label? This is from Q-Tier. One of these days, that coffee is going to come through your nose. It is. It is. It is. Um, <laughs> when you laugh at these things. What is perks of record label? Uh, that was um. So yeah, what was that like 90, 97, 98, 99? Mm-hmm. Uh, I got me and Mike McGonigal. This is just a, like a name dropping podcast, but Mike McGonigal, if you remember that name, um, I do. I don't even remember how it all materialized. But mm-hmm. We got a quote sponsored by Doghouse Records, and they had a couple of like mm-hmm. poppy punk emo whatever mm-hmm. bands at the time, and. We just got uh, just a ton of bumper stickers and band stickers and mm-hmm. like uh, I think it was at the time cassette tapes. <laughs> like, yeah, like, you know, like remember cassette singles? Mm-hmm. You know, like oh, yeah. A side, B side. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. There was aside from that, it was just kind of like oh, we're, we, this, this label, this yeah. band that had a song and a props video sent me a bunch of stuff and yeah. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with it. <laughs> I, I honestly don't recall the circumstances that led to that. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it was, oh, this this label that, mm-hmm. like I said, had some poppy punk songs or whatever that right. were probably in a props video and 
somebody got me in contact with them and it was just like yeah here's some cool stuff pass this stuff out sure and, you know real low mm-hmm. low thought low budget guerrilla marketing or whatever yeah, right. but it was it was it was cool to say like oh, mm-hmm. you know sponsored technically sponsored by the, you know at the time you're just like free stuff was free stuff like how did you feel about being on when on Cyclecraft? I just thought of this when I was asking the other question um, about defining things by era. How did it feel to be on the same team at the same time, I believe, as Brian Foster, Tim Strelicki, uh, yourself, Keith Mulligan? And I think that was the four at one time uh, being I, on Cyclecraft. Is that right? I, no, I, I think I did not get on the team until after all of those guys um okay didn't realize that yeah it was I, I, I it was more of a more of a passing of the torch type of thing and mm-hmm. the era that I was on where I was really was Robbie Miranda Robbie Miranda and myself Shag Shonda um oh okay TJ Beach he Corey was Denberger Mike Hammond that was that was our that was the team that I was on was it was a a, a, a a departure from the sure. you're thinking of Mulligan Strzelecki right. McManus Colgrove yes. Sterius yeah um, okay. Foster that probably, the- probably, there's probably one person I'm forgetting that I feel terrible about but like those were the sure. that was the Psychocraft team that was like oh we've got six world champions and a you know mm-hmm. and a national number one girl yeah. you know like it was one of those yeah. like the, the those days but mm-hmm. um it was i mean for me it was like oh these these guys wrote for sacrocraft timmy and, and and keith mulligan and um it was it was cool to kind of step into that sure. as those guys went on to other things mm-hmm. you know um i don't remember everybody's trajectory from there but sure uh it was great to be part of that era of Psychocraft and be part of that uh-huh. that lineage. You sure. know, um, I think that there's you know it, it, there's there's teams. You know, whether it's in you know sure B, BMX racing or otherwise or whatever that you're it's cool to be part of. You know, um, I mean they were iconic teams. There's no doubt. Right. Yeah. And you know, and, and I admit, like I said, admittedly, it was 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 from a, a slightly different era. But mm-hmm. as part of the evolution of that, you know, that team. So. Sure. Uh, well, you represented them well, and, and it still sticks out to me. You watching you race on with Sutcraft uniform. You know, it was. I mean, it was. A, it, you were definitely doing very well at that time. <laughs> so, so I think. So you, yeah. you carry. Let's say, let's just say you carried on the uh, Sutcraft uh, legacy pretty well. Oh, thanks. Thanks. I tried. Um, and this is from a cruiser loser perspective, so maybe it's not the the most the ultimate compliment, but <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. It was it was good. We all had, we all had, we, we all had cruisers. Everybody doesn't like to admit it, but everybody had a cruiser. Hey, yeah, I I've reminded Van Holman. He he raced cruiser too. Actually, yeah, were you racing him also? Yeah, yep. Yeah, Van and I, Van and I were the same age. Mm-hmm. Um, and when when Van started to do more dirt jumping and trails, mm-hmm. and he. Uh, He'd come to Seven Eleven. He definitely has been to my house, and mm-hmm. you know, probably once or twice for yeah. pick up my bike before we go to the trails or something. But mm-hmm. like, you know, this is back in we were like 15, 16, 17, You know, just just getting cars or whatever. But 
Yeah, Van was Van was in that was our that was our age group. Um, Van, the, the Ace Hole Shop. Oh, I never let him. I never let him forget about that. The, the, cru- the cruiser is one thing, but reminding somebody that they rode an Ace Hole Shop is. Uh, we talked about that's, that. That's, is, 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 yeah. always, is always good. And I, I'm, I'm sure that the uh, the handful of times that I've run into to Van, who's uh, over the years. Right, right. I've got to ignore what. All right, I'm going to shout out uh, this Ari Sonnenberg. I believe we were talking about him before we started. Maybe. Um, he's actually trying to do a video chat with Wild Bill. Yeah. But I've got Wild Bill's phone. So, uh, <laughs> so I can read the the uh, the questions from Keith. Um, but... Uh, any, all right, thank you, Ari. But Ari's a, a great guy, and uh, he's, he's, he's probably the, the number one reason I'd get a passport uh, renewed is to, to go visit him, which I will do. Um, but he's a great guy from Long Island. And yep. Yeah. I've heard nothing but great stories about Ari, you know, over the years, particularly mm-hmm. through your podcast, you've mentioned him several times. Uh, mm-hmm. but I, yeah, I remember Ari, he was one of those city, Jersey, Connecticut guys, you know, as a kid, mm-hmm. wasn't really sure where these people were, where guys were coming from, but like, yeah. I, remember, I remember Ari, um, he was, he was part of like that base crew with, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. just, you know just that that was another that's that's an iconic you know local yeah. you know I mean even if you go to California and talk about the base you know crew oh, more, sure. those guys would know like yeah um, like Brooks people like that Brooks and the Pool Brothers and Enos and you know like guys like that like yeah they raced they did everything they were just right. they just be, that was that was BMX when I got into BMX was was, was were those were those people yeah. yeah. Um, those those were. That's that made it that much more fun adding those layers at that time. Yeah. But Brooks Van Beck, uh, for people that don't know, um, is who we we're referring to, uh, as well as I don't think we gave a last name of uh, was one of the other, well you know Colombo people know yeah, from yeah. base and yeah. I believe you mentioned one other one. Uh, uh, the the Pool Brothers Wayne oh, and uh, Wayne and Richie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Someday I'm gonna. It's gonna be difficult, but I'm gonna get them in the same room and do a pool, to a pool podcast because uh, those two, they're great guys. Yeah, yeah. they just are. Every, every, you know, it, it, it's easy to say everybody from that era was awesome, but mm-hmm. they were they were they were just cool people to look up to and to mm-hmm. be associated with. Yeah. Um, everybody. Had their own lives. They, you know, you yeah. know. I don't know. It was just. It wasn't. It was just. They, they, everybody had a unique perspective on it, and you would just all come together and like, hey, let's jump this tabletop. Yeah. And you know, it didn't yeah. matter whether you were from Brooklyn or mm-hmm. Boston or yeah. wherever. Right. You, we all did the same thing. So it was, you mm-hmm. know, it was just that level playing field. Yeah, definitely. All right, let me give you a couple more from Keith. Every Long Islander has their story about meeting John Lee. Do you remember the day that you met him? I. Don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember a lot of details, um, mm-hmm. but I do remember John Lee with just his. Just, he, Oak Park. My my er, my early memories. No, probably. But yeah, like Oak Park time is you know he that was his spot. Sure. Um, just I just remember John Lee being this this kid with the that he wore was you know he had the Echo helmet, mm-hmm. you know like. Mm-hmm. So everybody else would be wearing no helmet or skate helmet or whatever, mm-hmm. and 
you know, we had, we all raced. We all had our race helmets, but nobody wore them at the trails. Um, <laughs> well, you, you know, like it was, and, 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 and but that's I remember John. Remember that, you know, I, I you know little little glimpses of you know chain wallet and you know oh, like just just stuff. Um, but John's John's been a John was a great uh, pillar of our scene and mm. has gone on to stay in the bike industry and really really lived a life and um, I got to see John oh, well I don't remember meeting him I do I did see John uh, it was two years ago um, we just watched Seek and Destroy so oh gosh I, I put that on <laughs> oh my gosh I, I had this plan actually of because uh, I watched it I watched it one more time before I came out so I went back and, and found it uh and uh, so I know what the time mark is where your start. So I think seventeen minutes in. So I, I was going to have you watch it with me while we're while we're podcasting. Watch your section, but that might actually be pretty funny. <laughs> we can do it. We can do it. Hear me self self deprecate myself for, well, for for half of a Jimi Hendrix song. That would be. You, you know what? Nat, we're going to have to do it <laughs> because you know the section is what two three minutes maybe. Um, Maybe. But the, the reason I was thinking of having you do that was I thought it'd be cool to have you talk about where you were riding because we know how these these sections work. You're going to have some at... Some at uh, the well, how they, how they, how they, you, how they used to work. I think, I think, I think, it, yeah, I think it's sorry. a lot yeah. different now. Yeah. I, think it's, I think things are... Not even I think. I know things are a lot mm-hmm. different now. Sure. We didn't put any thought into that. No. I, no. At least not... To nearly the extent people do now. Well, most of the time back in the day, we didn't even video the stuff because we were too busy riding. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't yeah. stopped to do that. It was yeah, you didn't you didn't. It wasn't about the scenery. It was about the thing you did. Yeah. You know, so it didn't matter that it was a crappy run up or a mm-hmm. grass bank landing or a jumps. Were, you know, jumps just look different. You know, it, it wasn't yeah. it, it wasn't a you know. Yeah. If, if, if you were lucky you cleared some people out of the background <laughs> you know <laughs> oh, that's funny well we'll definitely do that because I think uh, let, let's say people yeah. that are newer to the to the sport uh, you know just yeah. be, you know after your mm-hmm. era and certainly after mine uh, to have them be able to watch that again and, and hear a little bit of detail from you that may help them understand those or help introduce to them that part of history mm. would be pretty cool mm-hmm. so it'll only take a couple minutes maybe we'll, we'll do that later on uh, alright so next question was from Keith Terry describe an average day of riding in the summer of 95-96 before we had cars to get to the spots yeah that's 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 pretty easy I, I lived about three miles from 7-Eleven mm-hmm. Keith lived about two miles from 7-Eleven mm-hmm. in, in, in different directions. Sure. Um, so it would just be, so let's see. So 95, 96, we were still in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, you, we didn't have cars, so basically it was take the bus home, get your bike, mm-hmm. ride to the trails, right. stay at the trails until essentially dark mm-hmm. or you know everybody you know it was three there's a couple there's a couple miles so you had what 10 15 minutes of twilight to, to sprint sure. home you know <laughs> right and right you, and that's you know again going from the race background like yeah and when i say we sp- sprint to the trail sprint home from the trails like 
It's three miles, on a pretty decent sized road with a big shoulder. Yeah. And I would sprint from telephone pole to telephone pole, rest, yeah. to the next telephone pole. Sprint, rest, sprint, rest. For three miles, like on a regular basis, yeah. and, like daily. Yeah. And so I would sprint for three miles. Yeah. With a forty-four sixteen, be spun out, you know, like, yeah. and it was it was a very early form of training, but at the same time, it was like I just want to get to the trails first. Right, I just want to get, I just want to get there and ride. Yeah. Um, ride, dig, mm-hmm. shoot the shit, go to Taco Bell, uh-huh. go to Seven Eleven. Right, we're, you know, we're spending three, four dollars a day on tacos and big gulps, mm-hmm. and go home do it again yeah was, that was that was that was Monday through Friday if I remember it was in the Taco Bell like right pretty pretty close to in that yeah it was, right, it was right across the street okay yeah. so we had a 7-Eleven that you just rode out of the trails right into the parking lot to yeah. get your snacks and whatever and if you needed to use the bathroom or mm-hmm. get a tostada or right, mix right. melt you went across the street to Taco Bell and if you made it back within two hours from going into Taco Bell you were lucky you know you just, you just get sucked into that place <laughs> uh, who was the person that we I interviewed someone that said they, they, they basically would uh, would basically eat all the leftovers of all of your guys food oh Keith it was Keith oh that was Keith Terrace oh, hands, hands oh yeah he's there <laughs> right. he, he, he would eat everybody's leftovers yeah yeah Keith, Keith's famous for the head never had that before can I, can I get a taste of that <laughs> yes yes what is that oh man what is that a corn chip never had that <laughs> can I get one of those <laughs> um, we had a, there was a three dollar meal. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what that was, but it was like a burrito and a Mexican out the water yeah. or something like that. And you, know, you ate two dollars of it, and he ate the other dollar. Well, no, it was just that <laughs> we just had it all kind of figured out to the to the to the cent. You know what we yeah. could, what we could do every day. And hey, there were no debit cards, man. No, was, everything was cash. Cash, was yeah. cash man. You were, like, you were out of luck. There was no Apple Pay. There was no. Right. You know, oh, right. Um, all right, let me move on here. What was the movie of choice traveling to races in the Iroti van? Spaceballs. There's no wiggle room on that. Spaceballs. <laughs> all right. I'm sure people want to know about filming Seek and Destroy. Was it a planned style of filming or uh, more just a happen during the session type of thing? I, I think. It was it was it was happened during the session because it was when you know at the, at the time Daryl Daryl now was filming, um, I think he might have had somebody with, else with Derek at the time. Adams, right? I don't think I did anything with Derek, or at least I think he was part of the. Project. Well, he was part of the project, but it yeah. was, the, he was part of the project. But as far as the filming was concerned, I think I did it all with Daryl. Mm-hmm. And I think, like I was saying earlier, it was it was a different. We didn't have a trick list or mm-hmm. a, a spot checklist or... Sure. Um, Let, let's pull that up. you have your phone on you? The, the video? Let's, let's, let's just do this. Uh, because the timing's good. All right, let me see if the I can... The timing's do. perfect. Uh, let's see um, if I can do this. And if you could turn the volume up a little bit so we can pick it up on the speaker. And... Uh, What's this bit? Does Bill have Wi-Fi? He does. Uh, uh, you know what? I probably don't need it. Okay. I do have it written down somewhere, though, if you do need it. Uh, oh, here it is. It is this. So while you're looking for that, I'm going to ask you one more quick question. 
Cyclecraft Diamondback or Standard? That's a, it's simply the question right there from Keith. Standard. Standard. Okay. I don't know why I had to think hard about that, but um, mm-hmm. standard. It just it was the be- it was it was, <laughs> it was obviously the better bike. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a better era for me. Mm-hmm. Better relationships with people. Mm-hmm. Every, everything. Um, but yes, I also rode a second craft for quite a while, and I, I did ride a Diamondback for the better part of two years. I went yeah. through like five frames. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Aluminum. That was the Justin Lafredo Diamondback era, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think we were, it was, we were on the exact same time. <laughs> Ride posh. No, I just no. I I, I <laughs> if I if I did, I wouldn't admit to it. But no, I no, I don't. It was, it was, Speaking of posh, fence fence to two fifties with no pedals. Did it. <laughs> That's not sure. I'm, I'm, I don't know if it, it's probably not impressive at all at this point, but yes, absolutely did fence the two fifties with no pedals. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, you'd have to you'd have to know what posh looked like in like ninety six, ninety seven for for that to make any sense. But let's just say that the landing on fence couldn't have been more than five feet high, mm-hmm. which is probably half of what it is now. Oh, okay. And it was. There wasn't a lot of backside. <laughs> right. It was just right. it was just kind of a racer pump to yeah, yeah, I think I can I think I can get over this, you know. Yeah. I was Doing a full lap at Sevs was exhausting. How many did you do in a row? Oh god. Um I have no Hey Brian, can you find it by chance? What's that? Oh, you're videotaping this? <laughs> you're 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 filming me yeah, being yeah, unsuccessfully yeah. finding things on the internet. Um I'll tell you what. Let's, 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 switch. Searched, let's switch. I searched it on. You switch. Um, how many laps did I do in a row? Explain what that was. Uh, let's see. A lap at Sebs was probably push to five pack to 20 to bitch rhythm to figure eight to 20 and back around again would probably be a, a, a pretty fair lap and... I don't know how many laps I did. Um, several. <laughs> I feel like there was. I feel like a hundred is not the lap count, but I feel like there may have been like I hit a hundred jumps. You know, like yeah, count that. Like I, you know, I caught air a hundred times, which you know, one lap down the twenty pack was ten times. So mm-hmm. mix in a bunch of other jumps, it was probably less. You know, it was less than ten laps, but. Still, <laughs> yeah. Still, you know, a, a hearty, a hearty run. Yeah, absolutely. And that, and again, that's when oh, trails were no kind of called um, practice tracks, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, we, I think we always built our trails in the, in in that, in that image. Mm-hmm. Of, you know, it, was, it definitely went from more racetracky to rhythm to. But I think that the fact that our trails were flat had a, always had a little bit of, uh, uh-huh. you know, had a bit of racetrack style to it. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, that's the new uh, one. Uh, what's in the future? Um, I don't know. I, I work for a bike company in Columbus, Ohio, called Roll, and I uh, I'm the head of sales and operations for the bike company. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, the the foreseeable future is just uh, 
helping more people get on bikes, mm-hmm. uh, working with bike shops, doing a little bit of traveling for work. Uh, family's doing great. I've got two wonderful kids, wonderful wife. Uh, How old are the kids? The five next month, Beckett will be, and Hadley is 18 months. Wow. So, wow, congratulations. It's a great year. But the future, things are, things are good. Future is, is us, uh, we're, we're hanging out in Ohio, living the dream. That's right. Doing, 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 doing bike stuff, riding bikes, having family time. My kids, kids are into sports and, mm-hmm. you know, so that's, that's the future. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not looking, I'm not looking too far ahead. Right. So well, just enjoying the moment. And that's the way to live. I think we all need to try, you know, strive for that anyway. So here we go. So I found it. We're ready to go. No, so this is where your section starts on Seek so and Destroy. You want some running commentary? Or yeah, put some wild man commentary, but uh, it's going to be a little, a little tough to match that, right, but we'll, you can we'll give it a happens. shot. So this is the very beginning. I, I'm sure you're going to recognize it, but... I've seen it before. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You happen to be there, too. Yeah. Um, so I think this is starting off with Sebs, right? So we're just filmed most of this at 7 Eleven. Um, we would have been Stony Brook University. We were off street. Um, uh, a little bit of Nam. That was a, a little bit of Pennsylvania filming. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Didn't have any big tricks, so I just manually down the hill. You know, that's, that was, uh, uh-huh. that's what I could produce at the time. Um, yeah, this is a fun road. That was a trail called Hewlett. That was another Long Island spot. That used to hit. Had some big jumps. Yeah, that was such a that's, that's Oak Park right there. Uh-huh. More Stony Brook. You know, this is uh, back in the day where you would film a video part and you'd maybe only wear two t-shirts through the whole thing. You know, because you filmed all the street clips in one day. That's it. Same shirt. There you go. This is kind of, you know, this is fun. Um, we were just building cool jumps and Daryl wanted to make a video and mm-hmm. I crashed into a truck. Oh, it was the truck that was there forever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah this was. I mean, looking, watching it over now, like, there's definitely some angles, little creative editing coming up. Yeah, how we got to a bump jump. Oh my gosh, it was cool. The fact that there's a, a bump jump in there is always a fun one. Like, like Satoshi will always, you know, comment and stuff like that. And, oh yeah. Like, him doing that stuff now and just like that's, that's what I remember doing there you go great <laughs> rolling into Christopher so that's uh, I, I, I really I really can a lot of people I think can appreciate the fact that I just watched a video part and ended up talking about Satoshi yeah like well you know I watched that and when I saw that uh, that uh, uh, there was a couple sections where you manual but it was not when you were manual well, uh, instantly I thought Crawfish, that's the yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he'll love that. Yeah, and I mean, it's I, I love that he rides that way. I love that. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a lot of video parts, so like that was that's the video part that defined. Oh, okay. Defined me, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. if you search on the internet for video part, that's what you're gonna find. You know, you're not gonna, yeah. you're not gonna have your your pick of uh, mm-hmm. you know, which which etnies video, which props was I in. Like that was that was really it. And I, uh, 
can't thank Daryl enough for letting me be a part of that project and yeah. having no idea at the time it, the, the, the impact of, that it would have on future videos and whatnot was, was pretty awesome. Awesome. Part of. That was really fun to do because I, I realize it goes fast, so it's, it's hard to commentate that quickly on it, but now someone can go back and watch that, that yeah. section and uh, after listening to this and, and kind of understand what's going on because I don't think a lot of people really get a real good view into a, the, the back story of it. You know? I, I, think, I, think that, I think that there's something that I want to do. He can have, yeah, he can have his back. Sorry. So I think it's something that we that we can do in the future. Um, this is, there's another podcast that it's called the Rewatchables. Oh, it's okay. all about movies. Like you know, pick a movie, you know, Goodfellas that you've watched a million times. Like you could do a Rewatchables for BMX videos. Like yeah. people still put Seek and Destroy on. Mm -hmm. People yeah. still put you know, well maybe they don't put When Monkeys Fly on, but like. <laughs> Like, yeah. Stuff like that, like you know, like any of that, that BMX, I, you know, that I, whatever that website was, I, 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 BMDB, oh, I, BMDB, I, is that still running? Yeah. Uh, whatever. It is. Yeah. Point, point being is that there's all these like old BMX videos that people, are like, yeah, man, I still watch that, or like old FBM yeah. videos, or like Mystery Science Theater three. Yeah, yeah, where you wisecrack, like sit down and um, watch an old FBM video with Crandall. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like and just get some tidbits mm -hmm. about it, or or just like. Goofy stuff. I think I think there's I think there's something in That's BMX. Cool that, like, yeah. I know Dig Dig does like a Dig does what is that hallowed ground where they do a mm -hmm. little video series about a street spot or something like. Oh okay. I don't know. I'm not I'm not into street, but I mm -hmm. be more into a BMX video and maybe you know yeah sit down with. Mm -hmm. You know who wouldn't want to sit down with Van and talk about sure. mischief yeah. like. For two hours, you know, like yeah. like Van, tell me, you know, when you were swinging around this pole, like letting your bike fly off this ledge, how did you how did you feel? Yeah. The, neighbor, the neighbors call the cops during this part, right? Ex this exactly, part. exactly. I think that would be a fun. That could be a fun BMX, like yeah, you know, that that fits, you know, this whole old fools weekend thing, like that's yeah. and yeah. it's a that's a cool concept. Yeah, I, I think that was a lot of fun. I, was, mm. uh, I haven't watched that. In a while, yeah, you know, yeah, but I'm pretty familiar with it. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Over the years, but that's uh, that's perfect. I like, I like where it ended. Yeah, <laughs> I, like where, I like where it ended talking about somebody else because that's, <laughs> yeah. that's really what still gets me stoked. Just watching, yeah, ride like that now. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Hey, I'm heading out. I'll see you guys. Okay, the, I'll see you over see there. You may have to change the uh, the the sign that I have on the podcast booth to. I'll be starting at 11 or 12 with, with, uh, <laughs> interviews. <laughs> you have to, you have to take a marker. Right? <laughs> yeah. See you over there. Well, we're not, we're not doing too bad if it's all. No, no, no. We're good. That actually, uh, concludes the, uh, the John Lee part. All right. So, uh, here I'll do a save quick and we'll start, I'm sorry, uh, the Keith Terra part and oh. we'll start, uh, John Lee's. Sure. Who's next? All right. So this is the John Lee in your blood section. <laughs> okay. So, uh, we giving the time for uh, questions that uh, I think are important to you and, and yep. the reason I did this as I said in the beginning is these guys these guys know you better than anybody yeah. these are the people you grew up with uh, so the questions are better than I could ever ask you mm -hmm. and I like it I mean I, I, they don't always happen this way so anyway John Lee uh, we'll do this one quick though do you still have those toxic smelling gloves sealed in a bag if so what <laughs> What do they smell like now? No, no, I don't. But I, I do, I do vividly recall having some really nasty gloves in a bag. Um, 
No, no, they probably have disintegrated by this point. <laughs> okay. Uh, we did just talk a bit about uh, Seek and Destroy while you were while we were uh, watching and uh, commenting, but um, I not I think this is a a, a misspelling. He's uh, I'm, 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 you go you go ahead and read it, but I think I I'm not sure I know what he's talking about, but I, I can probably give something. Okay. Uh, tell the story about filming the Staller. I'm thinking, but it might be. No, I think that's right. Staller. Okay. Well, he's a smart enough guy, I'm yeah. sure. Uh, but um, Staller sent her manual clip with Daryl uh, for Seek and Destroy. I'm not sure what he's referring to, mm-hmm. but I will say this. That, so, yes, yeah, so the, the clip he's referring to is the, the Staller Center, which is the one do hop up, do the manual, hop over the garbage can, uh, okay. and do a really disgusting hop off of the ledge. Um, I think I was trying to do something like a okay. X up or something, and, uh-huh. you know, after the... 40th time of trying to pull that line yeah um, I think Daryl just had enough I, I, I kind of remember I kind of yeah. remember being like no 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 I got one more and being like no 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 we're, we're good we're good for the rest for the rest of my life I've got this this, this clip of me <laughs> doing a chicken butt air off of, out of a manual um <laughs> but uh the St- the Stoller Center was the spot where everybody went to at, at Stony Brook it was sure. it was just this building with this 18 inch high manual pad yeah. circling the building and uh-huh. had these banked walls these banked walls like uh, closer to the building and for us that was a street spot man mm-hmm. we, we would we would we would ride there I mean uh-huh. it's like a it's like a 12 mile ride from say 7-Eleven Trails and like we would ride there uh-huh. ride street <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like idiots <laughs> like, at night you know like and then ride to somebody's house and spend the night, you know, on like a, on yeah. a Saturday or something. Like, it was just dumb. Backpacks. Uh, yeah. Backpack, backpacks full of, you know, clothes and Gatorade yeah. bottles and right. you know, whatever. <laughs> just... <clears throat> uh, all right. Here's another one from John. You pulled a brilliant high-low on Kevin Doherty in the 96-97 Grands in the second burn. And had a chance to put Kevin over the turn. Given that, given a chance to race that man again, would you send him flying this time? Uh, if I could, I would. And I think he's referring to the 95 Grands. He says 96, 97. I don't remember that one. I think he might be referring to the 95 Grands mm-hmm. that was on ESPN. Okay. Um, ESPN two, whatever it was, right. <clears throat> I tried to pull some sort of high high low move on uh, Kevin Royal, who was the, the GT guy. Oh, okay, he was like twice my size. Um, and yeah, if I could have put him over the turn, I would have. It just wasn't my thing. Like, right, right. I, I don't think I was gonna get him, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so it was uh, so ninety four, ninety five, sort of in sixteen expert mm-hmm. main event. It was a race chase, for the title, chase, right? I think it was a race for the title. Yeah, I think, I think it might have been. I had to beat him by two spots or one spot. I don't remember what it was. But mm-hmm. uh, point being is, I went for the move in the second turn, pulled up alongside of him coming out, and mm-hmm. he just he just pulled away. Mm-hmm. I, I think about you know eighty twenty the step up out of the turn. Lost your speed. Definitely lost any momentum I had because I did yeah. the wild line I took in the turn, but. Uh, Almost got him at the line. It was mm-hmm. one of those years where the, the last straight was just, you know. Rhythm. Yeah, like real early on. So, you know, it was yeah, 95. Yeah. So it was just kind mm-hmm. of this crazy 
gnarly washboard, you know, Jeremy McGrath era supercross. <laughs> like, yeah. you just get chucked off into the fence if you aren't paying attention. Uh-huh. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, if, if given the chance, I, I would definitely putting people over terms wasn't my thing. I, mm-hmm. I, I did it once or twice, yeah. you know, but um, usually at my own at my own. <laughs> My own peril it usually didn't work out well for right. me, so right. it was. Uh, I usually tried to pass cleanly, and uh, mm-hmm. it, it kind of it, it failed me that day. Yeah, right, right. So. Yeah, you know, there's pluses and uh, you know positives and negatives to that. So, uh, and the positives are tainted a little bit if you know it went that way. You know. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, you it, know, if you you come out on top, you come out on top, and it was one of those things where like, you know, I'd hit somebody in a turn, uh-huh. and I'd just blow my feet off. So I'm like, why am I going to hit this person in a turn? <laughs> you know? Right, right. Hey, some people are better at it than others that really just shut in the door, parking them, basically. Yeah, I, I, yeah, and I, I, I did not get, I never at any point had the advantage. Yeah. yeah. At, in, you know, sure. 24 years ago, like 25 years ago, like, mm-hmm. I've, you know, that was, that was a big race for me, yeah. you know, and I never, I never had the advantage and never, you know, yeah. never got in front, was able to push him. And, and if I did, I didn't take the chance. Right. Hey. Sliding doors. <laughs> Who knows? Right. <clears throat> what is fatherhood like? That's what I was asking. F- fatherhood's like anything I, I never, I've ever experienced. And it, it changes day by day. And it, uh, I mean, it's, all, it's, it's good. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, it's, but it's feelings you've never felt before, emotions that you've never had. Mm-hmm. It's it's really helped ground me. It's not to say that I was off the rails, but sure. by any stretch of the imagination, but it has really kept me focused on mm-hmm. what's important and living life in the moment and providing providing well, and yeah. you really it really forces you to take a look at yourself and the way that you act and the way that you behave and the way that you and it's 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 Fatherhood's great, and it helps you grow. Mm-hmm. It, it's not said that you have to get something out of out of parenthood. You're mm-hmm. a parent as well, mm-hmm. um, but it you do start to see how it is a part of the growing process right. um, for 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 people, mm-hmm. um, and you you know watching them grow, watching yourself grow, forcing yourself to grow. There's uncomfortable mm-hmm. moments. There's painful moments. Like there's there's all of these things that um, at the end of the day. You know, hopefully you get some some hugs from your kids and. Mm-hmm. Hey, and, and let's face it; it also changes the relationship with your with your wife. Changes the relationship with your wife. Changes the relationship with your with your with your extended family. It it mm-hmm. changes everything, mm-hmm. um, whether you want it to or not. Mm-hmm. And uh, matter of what you it's, do with it's it. It's matter. It's a matter of what you do with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have I have tremendous respect for anyone that has has children has has had children. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it helps you connect with 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 your with your parents. Hope you know. Um, mm-hmm. It does it you know through the generations and whatnot. But it's it fatherhood. Fatherhood's great. I, I'm I'm really proud of my kids. Really really proud of my wife for mm-hmm. for helping you know for for raising great kids with me. And right. um, we just try to make the best of it every day. Mm-hmm. So we we we. we uh, we're lucky. We're, our kids are healthy. Mm-hmm. We're you know we have no no hurdles to speak of. Mm-hmm. 
so things are good and uh, yeah. I really enjoy I really enjoy parenthood I, I think it does uh, it certainly defines who I am now right, right. It may not define who I am uh, it'll always define me but sure it'll uh, I think you have to be open to that idea mm-hmm. I think a lot of people resist it yes um, oh, absolutely. a lot of people resist it and it's a shame mm-hmm. so that's, yeah. that's what I'll say I agree with you 100% on that one. I like your answer. Uh, very much so. Uh, he wants to know what your favorite song is. We don't know that John is really into music. John is really into music. And uh, I am... I'm into... I'm not as into music as John or Keith or... I still listen to the same stuff that I listened to in the time period that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I mean, I... Man, what is my favorite song? There's or band. Where was he? Uh, nah, I, I mean, I think band, bands a bands a, a cheap move. There's there's songs mm-hmm. that. Oh, I see what you're saying. There's just there's just yeah. there's just songs that you sure. can just hear them and they have a good melody or mm-hmm. they just remind you of stuff. Um, Not Jimi Hendrix in your part. No, no, it's, <laughs> no. It, it, it probably probably something probably something pretty vanilla like a Led Zeppelin song, but like mm-hmm. maybe like an obscure one like. Uh, Gal's pole or something, you know, like. There you go. For, for no reason other than there's just music that'll make you stop. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. Hey, uh, Dwarf Invasion is John Lee's show that he does once a week. I can't remember what night, but I'm sure you guys could look it up if you want to listen to uh, to John's show because I'm almost positive it's available streaming when he does it. So uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm. I, Absolutely, check it. Check his creative endeavor out. He's been doing it for mm. years. Um, I think I started to say something before about I got to see John like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I, I go up to upstate New York every year to, to visit to visit family, and mm-hmm. uh, he lives in upstate New York. And we, we actually got to meet up at, at some mountain bike trails. Oh, nice! So it was you know two old BMX guys riding our mountain bikes in the woods. Like yeah. we were just. Immediately, right back in, literally, right back in the saddle. Like yeah. we're following each other through the woods, buzzing tires, mm-hmm. talking shit, yeah. talking, talking about people we know in the business and yeah. life. And it was, it was, you know, yeah. it, I don't know. It's <laughs> riding bikes with friends is, right. is is pretty awesome. It doesn't matter how you do it. It, it definitely know, is. So. Definitely is. How has your relationship with BMX changed over the years? <laughs> oh, this is heavy. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's not. It's, it's not. It's not heavy. Um, in quiet. In, I was. In, I was really, in, uh, really into BMX in the nineties. Mm-hmm. I raced. I, I, I did trails. I. Up until two thousand, mm-hmm. BMX was good. Um, and then I, I got hurt for, again. You know, you get hurt, and you get hurt, and you get hurt, and, um, I just kind of took us huge step back from BMX and mm-hmm. my relationship I've never not had a BMX bike mm-hmm. um, I cer- not, certainly have not ridden it to the extent that I want to yeah, not even want to I ride about as much as I want to mm-hmm. um, I ride it about as much as I need to um, mm-hmm. not to keep it at a high level or anything but mm-hmm. um, I've never forgotten about BMX uh, I've worked in the bike industry for, for many years and I've always had uh, strong ties back to BMX mm-hmm. um, 
but overall, I, it just it, BMX became was was something that I essentially competed at. That once that was taken away from me, or I I took that away from myself, mm-hmm. BMX just became a thing that I I did, which I think is true for a lot of people mm-hmm. from the get go. They just sure. do this thing. They do BMX. They're not, they're not looking mm-hmm. for anything out of it. Right. Um, and I wasn't necessarily looking for anything out of it. It just it got to a point where I would get hurt. I would I would. You know, my, I'd have to limp around on my knee for a couple of weeks. Yeah. I would, you know, I, you know, and I would miss work. I would, I would miss work. I, I would have to take time off. I wouldn't get paid. Um, and and in, the, in the early 2000s, that really what B, is what BMX became to me was mm-hmm. this thing that is, was, was hurting me. And it wasn't, it didn't need to get me anywhere, but it was really preventing me from getting done what I need to get done in my, in my day to day life. Um, so BMX has always been there. Um, I worked for BMX company uh, over the years and BMX is the, the, the marketplace, you know, is, is, it's, it just became more street and more, you know, it's a necessary evil in order to reach, in order to reach more people to get them into BMX, you have to have lower price bikes and you've got to reach the lowest common denominator and mm-hmm. um, BMX got really weird for me for a while. It was very, it just wasn't, it's it, even now. It just wasn't what I remember it being. Um, doesn't even resemble. I'm sure what you. It doesn't mean that's that's not for good or for bad. But mm-hmm. for me, um, when the when the street and the, that 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 what was what was BMX at the time and what is BMX now and you know you see a BMX video now and it's it's street. Sure. You know it's you know racing or park or whatever is, is evolving and is doing stuff um, but where, where I was at and where, where, where BMX is at and how much you know, how much we all struggle to, 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 to maintain our health and to maintain income and all this stuff BMX is just one of those it'll, it's always there and I want to I want to try to help it mm-hmm. um, but it, it, it just it has a special place for me over the years, has definitely changed. It's I, I don't I don't look at it as the end all be all like I did maybe in 1995 right. when it was you know racing racing hardcore going to trails traveling like it was it. I just want BMX for the rest of my life. Now I just want to do now I just want to play with bikes. I don't yeah. really care what they are. Right. And BMX is a part of that. Yeah, a part of that. Part of the reason for it. It's it's right. it's an integral component, but mm-hmm. it's it's not it's not what drives me. Yeah. So. Safe to say you wouldn't be where you are now without it. Oh sure. Uh, as the you know, as that part of the bookend, if you if you want to call it that, or the oh, sure. start. But uh, what it actually, you know what? The John Lee in our blood is going to have to be shared with the Tommy Bavona in okay. the blood uh, because that was that was the end of John's. Oh. Um, I thought I had a few more. One 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 I last think. one last shout out. I'll give to John Lee. Is that um, yeah? Please and, do. And I, and I could I, I could be slightly. Fudging, not fudging, but misrepresenting some facts. But mm-hmm. um, back in 2006, mm-hmm. my first job in the bike industry, outside of working for a bike shop, mm-hmm. um, worked for Long Island Bicycles for years and years. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I remember the story correctly, John and I both like interviewed for the same job, which was basically a sales customer service job. Yeah. Um, with uh, with, the, with the, the parent company of what was then Iron Horse Bicycles. Mm-hmm. Um, we both interviewed for the same job. John just, I don't think, it just would, didn't fit what John wanted to do. 
and John ended up linking up with the guys at FBM and going into the industry in that way. Mm-hmm. So we've had this like parallel, yeah. not only from writing and growing. We, you know, we he, I grew up in Patrick. He grew up in East Patrick. Like we yeah. were, you know, we we came from essentially the same town. Sure. Like, and we've both taken this this ride and, and being and like I said, it all goes back to this first job that we were both somehow got linked into through a, a recruiter or something, and uh-huh. he chose not to go with it. And I was like, oh, this seems kind of like what I want to do. And right. here we are. You know, that, yeah. that was back in two thousand six, so you know, yeah. nearly fourteen years ago, um, when we both got into the behind the scenes wholesale part of uh, mm-hmm. of the bike business. It all came from just riding BMX bikes in the woods together. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Oh, man. So this, mm. this this starts the Tom Bavona. Yeah, yeah, this starts the Tom Bavona. Oh, that's right, because you were finishing on one more thought. For yeah, well, yeah, it was my, okay. my last thought on John Lee. Uh, gotcha. Just uh, stoked on what he's accomplished over the yeah. years. He's had his ups and downs, and uh, but he still perseveres. And mm-hmm. uh, like I said, stoked to see him when I can. Stoked to see what he's you know what he's what he does, what he's been up to. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. so, yeah, now we'll start the uh, the Bibbs, the, <laughs> right. the Tommy Bavona, which I will call him Bibbs from this point forward this in the, the podcast. Uh, what is the one thing you wished you would have done differently in your career, injuries excluded? I, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i take this purely from a riding career standpoint. Mm-hmm. I, I should have gone out west. Um, I, think, I, think, I think being from the East Coast, you would agree. Oh, yeah. That at some point, all of us, if we would have just packed our shit up like Jay Lonergan mm-hmm. and gone out west and committed and, and done it, done mm-hmm. the thing at 18, 19, 20, whatever, and just yeah. just made a go of it, um, certainly would have, if the goal was to continue riding bikes and being getting paid sure. to ride bikes, that's probably the only thing I would have done differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I ever entered a competition I didn't really want to do. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever took a sponsorship that I probably, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I didn't do, I didn't do anything different. I didn't, I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't miss out any big deals. I never had a deal, you mm-hmm. know. I never, so, I'm like, right. <laughs> but I, I think, I think it was, I think that's the, probably the big thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't remember what all of our, all, you know, we were all so tight at that time, 16, 17, 18, 19, mm-hmm. like. And I know people, some had tried, you know, Mm -hmm. um, but I think my biggest thing I would have done differently if that were, at that time, my goal was to ride bicycles professionally Mm -hmm. or for a longer period of time would have been to go out west. I was so stubborn about being Mm -hmm. able to do things on my terms and where I'm from and I don't need to do that. I can, Mm -hmm. I can overcome and I didn't, and that was, that was wrong. <laughs> or, or at least, or at least didn't give it the, the time to, to pan out. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, guys from Long Island that, that did it. So you, you, you have an idea of what, what it may have been different. Yeah, but, there was, yeah. there was a, there was a blueprint, you know, mm-hmm. for, for, for everybody. Yeah. Shit. Didn't matter where you were from. Right. Move to California. Yeah. Ride sheep hills. Right. Get in the magazines. That, 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 you know. Hopefully somebody puts you on a, on a race team or, you know, yeah. whatever. Like, and that was the, that was it, you mm-hmm. know. Now it's, I'm sure it's, it's, it's a bit different, but I, you know. Yeah. Fortunately, it's different in the way that I think that you can do it from more different places. You don't have to do it in California. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was very centralized. Mm-hmm. You know, before the internet, it was very, 
where the photographers were, where the magazines mm-hmm. were being produced. I mean, we, we, again, we're talking about fucking magazines. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's where you had to go. You had to go where the where the guy with the film was that he could mm-hmm. get the film, you know, uh, quickly, you know, quickly printed and put in a magazine and. You know, you couldn't just email files. I mean, these yeah. guys. I mean, that doesn't say that, that's not to say that people in the media weren't traveling, mm-hmm. but like, it was just different. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, what was the best decision you ever made, or the best thing you did that you would never want to change? Best thing that I did that I again, again, regarding my 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 bicycle riding career. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, it was really, really easy to pick out a negative, but it, you know, it's it's hard to pick out a positive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's the exact flip side of that coin, which is the best thing that I did was I, I felt like I never compromised what I wanted to do as a writer. Mm-hmm. It it sounds bigger than you know. It sounds very self important or whatever, but like you know, I just I just wanted I just wanted to be this. I just wanted to be from Long Island and, and, and be good at riding bikes. Right. I didn't necessarily want it to fit a certain mold. Mm-hmm. I wanted to I wanted to see if I could do it from there. Right. You know, um, in my you know in my natural habitat mm-hmm. and, and excel there. Right. Um, right. And I gave it my I gave it my all and I I, I think so yeah I, I think I think that exact opposite of. The, the positive is of the negative is, is the what sure. was my best decision sure yeah. alright uh, M. Cleave or McCleave however you want to say it 313 he says are there well, you know we never really talked about this but um, are there any more trailblazing videos out there I would love to get a copy that was the video that really got me into BMX <laughs> um, I'm, I'm pretty certain you were in trailblazing right yes trailblazing uh, was the was Daryl Now's first BMX video, mm-hmm. and um, that was him solely. No, that was him. No that was him solely. That was, yeah. I mean, that was probably like a VCR to VCR ish. Yeah. I remember he was always in like video editing classes and stuff. Like, you know, he was the yeah, first one of the first kind of raw trail trails mm-hmm. only videos. I mean, it was. Like, yeah, I don't know if there was one before that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I don't know if more copies exist. I'm. I'm I, I, Fairly certain that I still have my BHS copy, yeah. um, but I don't think we're going to be seeing the DVD release of that anytime soon. That was uh, let's see who was that was uh, myself, mm-hmm. John Lee, Van Homan, mm-hmm. Keith Tara. I'm drawing a blank, but there was. Could have been Strelicky or Mulligan. No, or, it was all the it was all the younger guys. I want to say Jerry Bagley might have been in it. Okay. Right. Um, I, I I'm butchering the the history of it, but it was a it was early. That was probably like a '94. You know, mm-hmm. that was pretty. We were only you know 13, 14, 15 at the time. Oh right, you know, right, like, right, and it was. Different crew. It was, I mean, it was, it was the same, same, the younger crew. I'm sorry, the younger crew. It was the younger crew. crew. It was, it was yeah. definitely that. Um, right. But yeah, and that was <laughs> predominantly filmed at like 7-Eleven and Hooligans. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and it was, you know, 
you had you had to come to us to get to film it to you know and yeah. Dow did a great job with that. That's a that's always a fun one to kind of look mm-hmm. back on and you know how you know small the jumps were and the amount of flat space and pedal in between, pedal in between mm-hmm. and it was, just, it was just a you know yeah. clip clip after clip after clip of tabletop you know like no 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 Recently, I'm gonna have to give that a watch now. I, <laughs> I have the and I'll I'll uh, I'll uh, record it to DVR for sure, so I don't have to worry about this copy anymore. You know how the people can have this weight on themselves with these, you know, either uh, you know, filmed with with your buddies in a full size camcorder. Mm-hmm. You got these all these tapes. You know, mm-hmm. I gotta do something with them before mm-hmm. they just break when I play them in the VCR. So. Anyway, it's a ton of ton of work, and everyone's got a stash of them. Yeah, and well, I, that, think, that, I think it's cool. Well, like yeah. I said, to, to uh, not this past Thanksgiving, but the Thanksgiving prior, uh, two thousand eighteen, oh, right. we we all got together and we spent an evening, you know, watching old footage of, yeah. that that a couple of people had, and it was you know, right. It was just a date, yeah, like yeah. January eleventh. Mm-hmm. Sevs, and then it, you know maybe there'd be like three sets of trails uh-huh. from that one day on that one tape and it was just uh-huh. footage from the yeah. morning when we met up till mm-hmm. nighttime. Yeah. You know, it was just that's, complete that's awesome. just shenanigans, you know. Mm-hmm. Stuff that seemed seemed dumb then, seems dumb now. Right. And it's probably the you know, the equivalent of what, you know, Snapchat or something is to people sure. like you just for filming this funny stuff but yeah. you had no audience for it. Right. You just would go back and watch it. Right. With your friends. Yeah. <laughs> hey, remember remember that thing three hours ago? Let's watch mm-hmm. it again. You know, right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Remember you crashed? We're gonna we're gonna replay that crash of you seventeen times. Until it hurts again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. Thomas Borman. First he says hell yes, uh, quadruple exclamation point. Um, Brian was such a big influence on my writing growing up. His video parts in Seek and Destroy and Role Models. I, I had forgotten you were in, in a video called Role Models. You, you and me both. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe it's not there. I, I thought no, no, I, 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 it, I was, but now that, you, now that he mentions it, yes, yeah. there was a, a ride video here. Okay. Sharing video parts with heavy hitters like Stoffer and Jerry Bagley. This sounds like criminal mischief. Or I'm sorry, Seek and Destroy, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, after this, uh, oh, I'm sorry, must have been a trip at that time. After those videos came out, we all hoped to start seeing more of you in videos and magazines, but you seemed to vanish when we thought you were going to blow up. I always wondered where you went at the end of the 90s. It gets me super stoked to see how you now are killing it on all kinds of bikes on social media. Um, that's a pretty... A pretty good question, and I think uh, I certainly relate to this because I disappeared uh, quickly. You you did stay in the industry, but maybe you were off the BMX scene. But better to, better you, to burn out than to fade away, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I kind of flamed out at the end of the at the end of the nineties there um, in, in two thousand, and yeah, it was you know shortly after a video, and mm-hmm. you know I had a, I had a 
a sponsor. We were traveling. There was, you know, there was no money, mm-hmm. but there was like traveling, just going right. to races. There was, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I hurt my knee. I had already committed and been accepted to finish out my bachelor's degree at a. I was going to community college, mm-hmm. and I was already planning to kind of go away to school, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um, was going to try to balance everything, you know, like, cause it, was, it was just up, upstate New York. It wasn't like I was anything crazy. Um, and I got hurt in like June of 2000. Mm-hmm. And I literally just walked away. Mm-hmm. I just, I just got in my car. I got hurt at Woodward. Mm-hmm. I, think I, I think I spent the night. Got up. Couldn't walk in the morning. My knee was all jacked up. And I said, all right, I'll see you guys later. And just drove back to New York. And then, you know, months and months went by. Started started classes, was, at, was living up at school. Mm-hmm. And just never got back into... I never stopped riding. Never stopped riding. Um, mm-hmm. Would go, you know, to trails. Would ride street. Would mm-hmm. just kind of do what I wanted to do. Not that I wasn't doing anything I wanted to do, but I, I just, mm-hmm. I didn't go to compete. I just, I'd had enough with racing. I had, I had reached the point where I was like, oh, but I didn't make it yet. I didn't make it. Probably not going to. And that's that, that's that, you know, I should have gone out west type of, you know, sure. yeah. uh, period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just decided that I was not going to actively pursue this anymore. Mm-hmm. And, Maybe that doesn't even enter some people's mindset to, to pursue BMX. But I just got to a point where I was like, all right, I'm not going to pursue this anymore. I'm going to do it on my own time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was hurt. I had to recover. Like, it was, you know, it wasn't just like a, oh, I'm bored. I'm going to leave. But it was like, oh, I'm hurt. I can't ride. Yeah. I'm not going to make my recovery to race shape a priority. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I decided to just go that route. Mm-hmm. So. That's that's where I went. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense to me, and uh, I think when people listen to this and they they, they uh, tie all these questions together, it'll it'll make a lot of sense. Um, so uh, let's see. Oh, he also said, "P.S. Uh, best turned downs in the game back then." I like the back then. That's a cool one. <laughs> I, like, I like the I like the dig. <laughs> right. Those are good. Then. <laughs> they have got they, they have gotten pretty crazy. I mean, some well, people, the way they're contorting now is well, is pretty. I don't know. Yeah. Wait. Well, what? This is gonna be good. <laughs> oh no! Uh, no, I, I I can't remember the last time I saw a clip of somebody doing a turndown. That yeah, they're just you know everybody's super extended and jumping these wild jumps and mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's it's awesome to, for somebody to say that. I, yeah, that's that's really it's complimentary. Okay. Gotcha, so. gotcha. Yeah. Uh, all right, Jerry Bagley says <laughs> <laughs> he says knuckle bone exclamation points. Uh, haha, so many great memories with Brian. Amazing trail street rider, trail and street rider, and a badass racer. <laughs> it's funny. I was I I've been thinking about it a lot on my way. You know. Prior to mm-hmm. prior to meeting up with you, yeah. and I, I was a, I was a racer like I was a racer that mm-hmm. I periodically rode street and I rode trails that was part of my lifestyle. But like mm-hmm. I was a I was a racer like I was no bones about it. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know like there was there was no other like mold that I fit into. Like, sure. um, 
but was trying to do a little bit of everything. You mm-hmm. know, and that was probably a mistake I made not focusing on on one thing. Maybe, maybe not. I, and I it seems to me that you were. It was pretty rewarding having uh, having that diversity in, in BMX riding. Yeah. So it's and it probably I w- I could only guess that it probably uh, kept you interested uh, because you had some different ways to do it mm-hmm. and not just sprint the telephone poles. Right, like right, right, the, right. Ride the same trails or yeah. I, I, I remember like in that like 99, 98, 90, 98 to 2000 period like mm-hmm. when I rode for Standard and <clears throat> I remember Rick Moliterno telling me like like man you're, you're talented but you, you don't concentrate on any like <laughs> like, <laughs> like you know it was, it was like if you just put like if you put it all into one thing yeah, yeah. you could probably do really well but yeah. like you're you're riding the trails on Friday when you should be at the practice for the national, and then you're yeah. showing up on Saturday morning and racing motos. You know, like right. and I was like, well, yeah, I don't know. It's what I, it's just what felt natural to me. Yeah, you know. And so it was, like, yeah. it was always kind of like there were there were there were there were a few people in my life that were like, hey, if you uh, if you uh-huh. applied yourself, like yeah, you right. could probably do this stuff. Right. I was like, yeah, no, no, I'm good. I'm gonna. <laughs> You know yourself better than anybody. I I don't think anyone uh, would argue with that. You you do you go with your gut. I felt. Right? I mean, I always felt that that's what made me me. Like mm, definitely. You know, if I'm just gonna, I mean, I try, I try to go to the gym and I tried to train for a minute and. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's. I, 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 I quantifiably did worse. <laughs> like <laughs> it was it was very it was very clear. Like, yeah. it, went, it went from like <laughs> getting fast, yeah, lifting right. weights. Right. Crashing, and it was like very right. like like oh okay cool I said that's all right, got it <laughs> you know yeah so you'd have to restart this whole process really each time yeah right? I mean it was yeah. bad and tough mentally too right. uh, oh that was a that was an intermission question in between more Tom Bavone and your blood so here we <laughs> do you remember breaking my Chicago Bears Super Bowl shuffle record yeah I think I, I think I do and I and if I if I remember correctly. We were at his house, mm-hmm. in his rooms, you know, back in the days we would ride, 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 we right. end up at somebody's house. A lot of times it was at his house. His parents mm-hmm. were very accommodating and let everybody hang up, hang out at his house, you, mm-hmm. know, you know, upstairs bedroom. We would just mm-hmm. camp out there all night, you know. Sure. Um, those, those dudes used to flick coins with their, like snap, they'd snap their fingers and like snap really? a coin. And if I remember the story correctly, he did that, and he hit me like straight in the teeth. <laughs> I don't know if it was a dime, a penny, a quarter, whatever, but I hurt like hell. And for what, for whatever reason, I'm holding this record, and I winged it at him like a frisbee, and it shattered. And it was, <laughs> and 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 it's funny because I completely forgot about the story until he asked the question, and I'm like, me personally, I would like to have that record now. That would be a Amazing piece of history, like you know, it's Jim McMahon, the Super Bowl Shuffle. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, I had no sorry, idea. Tom. <laughs> I had no idea where that's where this yeah. was going. Oh no, no, I, it, it was. It, oh, sorry about that. No, it's it's. <laughs> I'm not sorry. To yeah, me, but no, sorry, I, sorry, Tom. Yeah, yeah, right. No, right. I understand. Oh man, all right. Sorry, Tom. I'm gonna skip the video again. Question. Uh, Oh, I, I can see the question here, and it was NBA Jam, Excite Fighter, Mortal Kombat. I, yeah. I, 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 it wasn't me. I was not the best at any of those things. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. All right. 
Thank you. Uh, all right, Tom also wants to say you were easily one of the best writers we have ever seen. That's, a, that's quite a compliment. Uh, especially coming from an area like we talked about with so many people that were just amazing. Who did you look up to and who did you try to emulate? Uh, I, think, I, think we, I think we covered I mean, that earlier. I think but, we did too. I to, feel like we did. To give some context, mm-hmm. uh, Tom and I, were, Tom's a little older than me, mm-hmm. but we would, we, our ages would align from July to October, which... As you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> is the grands. Yeah. So like, as we got older, and uh, not only was it the grands, but it was also in the window of like the New York State series. Um, so we were always competing for, uh, for, okay. for higher ground in in points and and for the plates and whatnot. Um, so I def I, I I looked at Tom. Tom was definitely heavy competition, and I you know Tom could do some stuff that I couldn't do. Um, he had some. You mean ride a hawk cruiser? No, no. <laughs> Did he even ride a hawk cruiser? He wrote some Schwinn's for a while, and, and uh, when we were on Z Tech yes, together, yes, guys, I, uh, I borrowed his. That was one of my notes. Yeah, um, but he, he had this hawk cruiser but, that I wrote. But anyway, but yeah, I, I think I think we I think we covered that. I think mm. there was there was a, there was a lot of stylish, fast people from Long Island that I uh, yeah. always tried to get bits and pieces mm-hmm. from. Um, but Tom's in that in that category as well because he yeah. had some freakish abilities, mm-hmm. you know. Whether it was just raw horsepower, or, you know, whatever, and yeah. you know, a six foot two lanky kid would just yeah. rip you out of a turn. And be like, damn it! <laughs> with, with a great smile and a great laugh. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, the best. Yeah, Tom, Tom would Tom would Tom would put you over a turn and then like come pick you up. <laughs> like, oh man! Like, hey man, how's it going? <laughs> You okay? Yeah, right. <laughs> Did that hurt much? He used um, to try to make something. Ah, butt flew in my eye. I don't know. I don't know. This tick where my right elbow just jabs people in the face. Right. Oh, Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. uh, he also wants to know best jump uh, slash section of trails or on a track that you have ever hit. Oh, man. Uh, best. It's, 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 very, it's very subjective. Mm-hmm. Um, People are gonna think I'm crazy, but so the, everyone knows the pro jump at South Park. Yes, that wasn't the cool part of the track, mm-hmm. and it wasn't the second straight. I always thought the coolest part of the track was after that pro jump, um, where you jumped up the hill. Yeah, and you had momentum, but you kind of slowed down. It was very outdoor motocross to me. Little roll. Jump up that. this thing, and you mm-hmm. would like. You didn't know whether to pedal or pump or whatever, and then you had a burn, and then you kind of then it then it would it kicked to the left and it dropped mm-hmm. you back down the hill. Yeah. And no matter what was there, it was always a good. It was always a good spot to see somebody get pimped over a turn, or sure. you could you could passes happened, mm-hmm. and the last turn at South Park mm-hmm. is an obscure section. It wasn't anything. Other than that wild jump going into it, mm-hmm. but it always—I always liked the the outdoor motocross feel of it. Sure. It wasn't just getting shot down a, yeah. a water slide. It was like, yeah. oh, we're gonna—we're actually gonna change some tempo here, and you know, mm-hmm. um, it always lended itself to some good action. Because yeah. you know, how many over the years, how many wild finish finishes at South Park had there been? Um, so yeah, that's—I'm gonna go with that as my weird track favorite. Um, 
But I mean, there was there was stuff I had fun, tons of tons of track obstacles and features mm-hmm. that I had fun with over the years. But that was one that was, I mean, I think to this day probably still exists. Yeah, yeah. And so that's pretty rad. Yeah, um, it does. And then for and then for and then for jumps, um, I, man, I don't know, I don't know. It's there's so many. Yeah. So many weird ones over the years, but we, we just... Across the country even, right? I mean, not, we're not just talking Long Island. Yeah, across the country. I mean, ev- everywhere. I, I can't... I'm, I'm struggling to think of one, but there was this... Um, another weird tempo change one, but they're at the Close Trails Nam. There was yeah. uh, there was this gnarly jump. In, there was this gnarly... Like, I don't know, it's a hamburger hill. Mm-hmm. And then it exited this gully with this hip that went to the right... And it was this big straight lip with a shark fin landing. Uh And there was just this feeling of weightlessness when you hit it right. Uh Um, So I'm going to go with that as one of my favorites. There's there's a ton of them at 7-Eleven. I mean, every every inch of that place I had had blood, sweat, and tears into. Uh Um, But I always think of the way tracks and trails and jumps made me feel. And that, that one was always like a weird, like... It was foreign, you know. Every time you hit it, it was like, whoa. <laughs> Skip that one. With so many incredible accomplishments, literally inches away from National Number 195. So that's that, that's that the one John Lee was talking about, yeah. Yeah. Incredible photos of magazines. Uh, Nora Cup, which I'm not familiar with this. I can't believe this. Killer video parts. In your opinion, what was the greatest accomplishment on the bike? What's he referring to with Nora Cup? I don't, I don't know about this. Oh, in the, in the late in the late 90s, um, I had a great relationship. Well, I still have a great relationship mm-hmm. with Ronnie Bonner from uh, uh, oh, Shadow Conspiracy right. and Sabrosa fame. Mm-hmm. Um, form, formerly UGP. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, not formerly, but previous owner of UGP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and during that resurgence of the Nora Cup, I just had a great relationship with them. UGP was one of my sponsors. Um mm-hmm. From day one, they were, you know, from the minute I left New York State, they were like a, a supporter of mine. Yeah. Um, Ronnie was a great dude. And, uh, is a great dude. Mm-hmm. And, um, so anyway, during that period, they, they would run these like, you know, vote for Nora Cup, number one, you know, vote for Nora and, and so all of their team riders would get these like personalized stickers. Yeah. And it was, you know, I'd be on a sticker sheet with like Taj and Dave Frymouth and like mm-hmm. just all the dudes like yeah, yeah. guys that run the magazines and then they'd be like oh there's me and then I got I'm, I'm, I got a, I got a sticker that looks just like that dude's sticker you know like yeah. my name on it and it was that was that was pretty pretty surreal that was, uh-huh. it was, it was fun that was a fun time um, accomplishments that's a tough one I, I never won a title a national title mm-hmm. um so I don't really have any accomplishments there, mm-hmm. but um, I think in like '96 or something, I think I won a, I won some like award at our riders' dinner. Yeah. It was like outstanding rider, most improved rider, mm-hmm. some so, something of something of that nature. And mm-hmm. at the time, probably got clowned by Tom and Keith and all those guys, like uh-huh. and. Uh, but that felt pretty special because, like, the year before was probably like Keith Mulligan, mm-hmm. you know, like it was, probably, like, it was, it was, you know, as far as like trophies and things and whatnot go. That and I will and the other, the other one, probably my most, my favorite second place, mm-hmm. aside from that one where I almost won the mm-hmm. grands, um, 
I got second place at the first ever Roots contest. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. So here's the podium. Check this podium out. Yeah. Rob Nolly, uh-huh. me, and uh-huh. Corey Nastasio. Wow. So I, I got... So this was the first ever Roots. It was when uh-huh. it was in the parking lot of Outspoken Bikes, which was Michael Cod- uh-huh. Mike Cottle's parent shop. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just had a blast. I, yeah. We were there. I was... Um, yeah, just 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 had a blast. Like, sure. And it was, in hindsight, it was. I mean, it was a, it was a huge deal for me. I felt like it was a huge deal for me. Like it was this little like raw contest, but then like you see where that contest went what went on to be. Yeah. And I don't know if I ever competed again. Maybe the next year. Uh-huh. Um, but that was always one that I thought was kind of fun. Yeah. Like, not. It was. There there was a picture. Mm-hmm. I, cha- I I I I. I Challenge somebody to find it. Right. I'm pretty sure there was a podium shot, uh-huh. like in BMX Plus or something, uh-huh. of me and Rob Nolly and Cornastasio standing wow. in a, in this parking lot in Florida, and it was mm-hmm. like, what the hell am I doing here? You know, like, right. you know, it was. That is pretty wild. Yeah, I, I never would have imagined that. No. And it was, you know, and that was, you know, again, I was a racer. I had, uh-huh. uh, you know, I was probably riding like a standard 125 with, mm-hmm. you know, with, with two pegs on one side and just like everybody else was at that, you know, sure. not everybody else, but all the trail and like mm-hmm. counter culture guys were, were riding at that time. And mm-hmm. I just kind of came out and was like, I'm going to ride fast and I'm going to yeah. jump, jump to flat and, gonna, you know, like just kind of had some fun with it and yeah. like hit it at the right time where mm-hmm. I was like. Not everybody was at this. It was, it was yeah, kind of like yeah. the regional. Like not everybody was there. <laughs> so, so, so I was like, "Oh, cool! I kind of like got in the mix here. Like this is awesome, you know." And, uh, yeah. So that was that was. It, you know, it's obviously it's not a, a, a title or anything, but it's sure. something that I always think was special because of because of how big Roots got, because of the mm-hmm. effort that Ronnie Bonner and that crew put into all that stuff, and yeah. and you know, his whole his whole crew, mm-hmm. you know, down there, you know, GL and yeah, that whole, yeah. you know, right, like. Again, those guys were with with me, whether they knew it or not, from the first time I ever went to Florida for bike race, mm-hmm. you know, in, in like 1990. Yeah. At the homestead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and if Ronnie hears this, I remember we were there, we picked up a Volkswagen van, I think it was yours. Uh-huh. You know, again, I'm 10 years old, 11 years old, but I was there, so I felt like I was part of the crew, because um, I was traveling with Keith Mulligan at the time, mm-hmm. so he knew those guys, and... That stuck with that has stuck with me to now. Yeah, twenty nine plus years later, like yeah. I remember being in a at a BMX track in Homestead, Florida, yeah. with Ronnie Bonner, and like I'll never forget. I'll never forget a couple of weeks later getting like a a package from him with like a number plate and a T shirt. Yeah, still probably the most awesome day in my BMX life history. <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, so that's I don't even remember what the question was, but yeah, uh, accomplishments. Yes. Yeah, yeah, accomplishments. I think that 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 rider awarded the dinner because it was like a local thing. Mm-hmm. Um, felt very special to me, and then that roots contest. Those are the two things. Like, if I had to like, if I had to have like two, if I had a, if I had an office, mm-hmm. you know, with with, uh, with 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 shit on the walls, oh, right, right. that would be like my trophy case. Uh-huh. You know, like the medal from roots, yeah. and maybe that plaque. You yeah, know? like would be. <laughs> sure. Yeah, so that would be it. That's pretty cool. Again, I and maybe maybe many other people wouldn't have known. Would it? Would I never would guess you would have told me that story that that you competed at Roots? I 
Never. No, it's completely bizarre, right? But it is. Uh, it is bizarre. But it's, but it's a true story, and that's just yeah. that's just where we came from. That just that overall riding mm-hmm. scene, like which you should be proud of, by the way. That's why I'm yeah. so I shouldn't be surprised, but yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, like you know, like I had I had a, a I had at least a half a dozen national number twos, mm-hmm. whether it was on twenty inch or cruiser. Whew, man. But. That has to be tough on you, or had to be. I mean, no, no, I mean, yeah. So you know, so like that was not that it was that was to diminish that, but like, sure. I was always proud of that roots thing mm-hmm. because it just became, it became what it became, yeah. and it was like, oh, it's cool. It's there, like, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. qualify. Sec- I didn't qualify out of out of my heat the second year, but I got second the first time. Right? Fuck you guys. You guys didn't do that, <laughs> you know? Like, right? So. Oh man. Hey, uh, we only have one more bibs question. Yeah. Uh, if you could wrap oh, I'm sorry if you could time warp back to any point in your life to ride a set of trails for one whole day which set uh, which set and what time frame would you go to time frames it's, 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 it, it, it's it, I want to pick up where we left off so um, mm-hmm. I believe it was 1998 mm-hmm. when 7-Eleven got plowed it got plowed the weekend of the Winston-Salem National. Oh. Pretty sure I had gone down there with Danny Bailey. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure Suzuki, Ricky, and I were went down to, to North Carolina. We were we were we were racing. We were chasing points. We were like, mm-hmm. you know, we were, we were living it. Right. Came back trails plowed. So that was the spring of '98. Mm-hmm. If I could go back to like a month before that, right, and could obviously ride at that level, mm-hmm. the trails at that time were going through a transition where we were starting to figure out big jumps, mm-hmm. like bigger than we had, you mm-hmm. know. Whether and we didn't have hills, we we just started figuring out. We started building landings like in weird spots, and we're like oh, I can get over there, you know, like I can get to it, yeah, you know, like yeah. <clears throat> specifically. So that's that's the error. I mean, yeah, there was yeah. we just we had all the sessions were going at that time. <clears throat> um, but if to put to put to put some sort of context around it, mm-hmm. there was the push straight. Yeah, going into that straight, we had built a double you call a squirrel catcher or whatever you want to call it but yeah, the, yeah. the infamous salt jump oh right That's the so you would jump salt. that jump yeah and you would kind of feather the brakes a little bit again you know trail guys were riding the brakes you know yeah and you you would you would kind of like kind of ease up on that first set like you could boost yeah. it but like you kind of like okay cool I'm going faster than I need to be going mm-hmm. that spring I don't know whose idea it was Probably Keith's. He loved. He was the digger. He was the head. You know, he was the guy that kind of got things going. Mm-hmm. I would come in and like tinker with stuff. Like later, like add like, oh, hey, look, I built this little like burn here. Yeah, yeah. But like, started building a landing directly yeah. to the left mm-hmm. of the first set, but out like five or six feet. Yeah. Completely to the side of the trail. Yeah. And we were like, let's just let's just let's just lay off the lay off the brake. Yeah. What happens if we land and don't ease up? Uh-huh. And there were a handful of us that gave it a try and it never came to like for which we cleared mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. The next lip was built. 
I want to say the next lip was built in conjunction with the landing on the second set. So like now we're we're making these doubles bigger, we're spreading them out further. Yeah. And you were and it was just it was just it was going to get really wild. Uh-huh. And before that could really see the light of day, mm-hmm. the trails got plowed. Oh. And you yeah. know, I'm not saying we were on the level of, you know, where trails are today, but I mean, you know, we're talking like we're talking 1998 and we got these jumps that are just sure. outrageous on flat ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that was that's that's the that's the that's the era that I think I would like to get transported back to because the trails were just running so good at that point, and also that's that's the era. I'll, I'll answer a question that wasn't asked. That's the era that I want to see footage from. This I've, every time I've seen okay. Tom, every time I've every time I've seen Daryl, mm-hmm. guys that I know had cameras. I'm like, who has the footage? Right, right. Who has the footage of that transfer? Because right. it was one of those things where like we hit it. And just got mangled by tree branches the first couple of times because we were like, oh shit, we didn't know we were going to go that high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we didn't know we were going to go that high that far. Like yeah. we built the thing, we forgot to clear the we forgot to clear the the, the tree line. Yeah. You know, like so it was, like that was I don't know. I always thought that the, I always thought that there was you know there was potential that we never reached with the trails, mm-hmm. which is a really weird thing to say. Like yeah. man, we never reached the potential with the stacking of the dirt in the field that we didn't belong on. But but that's that's the life we live. Yeah. So. All right. I am going to. I'm going to shout out a couple guys that sent questions, and I'm you know I'm sorry guys, but you can't do all of them. But they're really good questions. Maybe maybe at another time. We'll we'll, we'll circle back. But we can definitely circle back. I will hang on to these questions. Um, Eric Fink, uh, Johnny Rivet, Mike. uh, The rookie, Mike Camerata. Camera, thank yeah. you. <laughs> the yeah. Oh man, that, guy, that guy's that guy's awesome. Um, great, great dude. Uh, been in the BMX scene for a long time. Mm-hmm. Had a big Dodge passenger van that he used to go to the we used to go to the races with. Oh, okay, you know, I didn't know that. Yeah, man, he was he was an integral part of our scene, and you know, mm-hmm. and, and from what I understand, he was involved with the racetrack you know, over the years. And uh-huh. but uh, the Daruki van. I don't know, my, his name is Mike Camerata, but Mike uh-huh. Daruki from the uh, he was the Jerky Boys. Oh, um, okay. From back in the day. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, we're just piling the piling Mike's van, and we we go Connecticut. You know, we go to races, we go to trails. Like he was, he was just he was like a slightly older dude. He had this van that could carry everybody, and was just down for whatever. Um, I know he, you know, definitely drove to South Park. We drove to Connecticut, sure. like. He was he was a good dude. Um, That's wild because I really didn't meet him until my my reentry into BMX. I saw I saw some of his questions and yeah yeah, uh, yeah I mean it's um, yeah it's, 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 it's cool for him and then I I do want to jump back to the Eric thing question uh-huh. uh, he mentioned my dad and yeah. uh, my dad's my dad's doing well mm-hmm. uh, but honestly up until that story that he wrote in that comment mm-hmm. about getting the bikes back and throwing them in the truck I for years I thought that they ended up having this. Like my dad spent a hundred bucks to get my bike back. Oh, like okay. the story that I remember was, you know, went to the kid's house. Like bikes got stolen from in front of a Wendy's. Sure. We didn't know where they went. Right. We'd heard through the grapevine. Oh, this kid's got some bikes. Right. Right. So right. my dad goes over there, brings Eric, because Eric's not from our town. Mm-hmm. And the, the story I remember was things got kind of sketchy. You know, a bunch of teenage Hessians come out of the garage or whatever, and right. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah my kid needs. Oh, I'll give you hundred bucks for that bike. And then he tells the story that, that my dad had him ride the bike down the street and they threw it in the truck. Oh, 
yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, you know what? That makes more sense for my dad yeah, than, yeah. The, than the giving up the money the for it. But yeah. it was a cool story. I'm glad he remembered it. And uh, yeah. I'm sure my dad remembers it. And uh, he's, he's doing well. So. Oh, that's hilarious. And that is exactly what he wrote as, as yeah. part of one of the bikes, the stolen bike questions. Yep, yep. Uh, let's see. Satoski, Trails Warrior. Uh, see, we talked about favorite spots and, and that, so that's what that's about. Yeah, I, I didn't really have any favorites. I didn't have any big favorites outside mm-hmm. of Long Island. Um, I did travel quite. You know, we we didn't travel like people travel now. Yeah. Um, Posh was always amazing. Um, mm-hmm. That was you know to see what's happened there over the last sure. twenty five years and where where they've got the you know where they've got it legally and, and sustainably and it's. It's amazing, and I'm, I'm mm. stoked to see that still going. It's, if 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 even one of the places that I've lifted a shovel at uh-huh. were to have that sort of longevity, I would feel overwhelmingly proud. Um, so, cheers to them. Yeah, absolutely. Jay Lonergan and, and crew. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you two more, and then uh, if you've got anything that you want to talk about before we uh, before we close it out, we'll do that. Okay. Um, Tommy also wanted to know uh, what's your favorite track aside from Shoreham there were, there were some fun tracks I can't was it um, anywhere track anywhere just don't say Evansville no which actually that's where that picture is from of you on the cruiser that Keith sent me oh did that you I post, that post. Oh. that was part of the post yeah um, second street I think yeah, yeah. I have, I'll have to take a look at the picture but um, yeah uh, favorite track, uh, obviously South Park was a staple. Yeah. Um, was always was always a good time. There were some tracks that you just loved to hate, you know. Yeah. Binghamton. Right. Was one that was. Oh like, my gosh! Yeah. You'd go to Binghamton, but you weren't really stoked on going to Binghamton. No. Um, Flat Corner special. Well, uh, 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 Tanglewood in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no idea if it's still operating, but that was that was always a track that you looked forward to going to. Mm-hmm. Um, had. Again, had some uniqueness about it. It wasn't mm-hmm. your standard shape. It had some yeah. had some cool features. Uh, again, a wild last turn combo with mm-hmm. a with a one eighty and a dog leg. You know, like that was that type that type of stuff was what made tracks cool. Yeah, you, there's nothing you could do on a U inside of you that would that would be cooler than some track with a with a weird ass fourth straightaway. You know, yeah. like that, that went into an S turn or something. Like there's nothing you could do to compete with that. Right. Um, so I'd, I'd say I'd say Tanglewood, mm-hmm. South Park. Yeah, you know, very very generic answers. Um, yeah. But they were all. They, I don't know. I I always tried to have fun. I, when I, we went to a lot, you know, we traveled around the country, and I would always, you know, I would always burn myself out on like Friday practice. I would just be, <laughs> yeah, right. I would just be searching for stuff to have fun on. You mm-hmm. know, like. And if that meant I had to pedal some weird spot to jump some weird thing that I probably wasn't going to do in a race, but it made me feel like I had accomplished something, then that's uh-huh. what I did. You know? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. All right. So, uh, I am going to finish on this question because I think it's it's funny and it's uh, it's pertinent. Uh, but I'll quickly shout out Thunderkit. Uh, Thunderkit65, uh, I don't know if you know, but... Um, Kit is his first name, and he uh, he works for Richmond Parks, and um, he's part of that whole Gillies Gillies Creek, the trails, and the pump track. Oh, okay. Uh, which is all town. It's pretty pretty cool setup because it, it's it's owned by the city of, of Richmond and taken care of by the parks. 
which is pretty wild. You don't see trails in that way very often. No, not at all. In fact, maybe maybe nowhere else even. I, I and, and, if, and, if, and if you do, to see them done well is... Mm. Um, yeah. There's, I've, there's, I've, see, I've seen some... I've seen some public park mm-hmm. pump tracks that are just god-awful and the people that build sure. them should be embarrassed of themselves. But this but, place but, right next to uh, the pump track, legit trails. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the, they're allowing that that progression and, and along with it, that risk yeah. at these two spots. And they're saying, okay, this is something we, we want to be here. So it's pretty unique. There's, there's, there's some progressive communities out there like, like mm-hmm. Richmond that... Um, that are doing stuff like that. And sure. New York, Ohio's got some some rad stuff like that. And, yeah, um, but yeah, any, any any anyone that's something that I that's something that I, I I've never mm-hmm. I've always been curious about, but I've never put any effort into pursuing um, mm-hmm. in earlier parts of my life is is being an advocate and going to being an advocate for a pump track or for trails or for it's I realize that it needs to be done mm-hmm. and and that's one regret that, that I have is that I haven't done more to make a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's definitely people out there that are making a difference by going to meetings and sure. making this stuff happen that are going to drive mm-hmm. the sustainability of BMX, sure. of skating, of, of yeah. whatever going forward. Right. And we need that because yeah. driving past empty ball fields mm-hmm. that get used for three months out of the year mm-hmm. is, you know... You gotta have them, but if you look at the the, yeah. the footprint that a skate park or uh, a mountain bike trail or a jump line or a pump track or something mm-hmm. take up, it's it's insignificant compared to the you know the acreage that you know tennis courts take up. You know, sure. <laughs> like, it's not to put a, a damper on any of those other things, but like there's got to be some. Oh yeah, you know, we we've got we've got to make some strides, and I'm I'm stoked on people like that. Absolutely. So he, he's a good dude, and he has, uh, you know, he has other questions that um, you could even type back and respond on that original post. But it's uh, questions about seek and destroy. Um, so we'll hit that after. But I want to do this last question. I think I think we'll hit that on one of our episodes of uh, rewatching old BMX videos with Joe and Brian. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. All right, Matt. This I'll finish on this question, and then we can uh, we can follow up with anything else you want to mention before we uh, close it out. Okay. So, Tommy wanted to know if you <laughs> Tommy vote again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I should just say it's from Tom and Keith because they they have been the uh, the podcast pretty much. And actually, I'm, I'm really happy it worked out that way uh, <laughs> because these, these two are great guys. And thank you all for for the questions in between too. So uh, he wanted to know: you have to meet up with either Shaq Shaughnessy, Rick Monterno, or the owner of Diamondback tomorrow to discuss a business venture at Waffle House. <laughs> Which person would you choose, and what business venture are you planning? LOL. Oh man, oh, man. I, I I think just for pure comedic and nostalgic value, I've got to meet up with Shag. <laughs> And we're gonna we're gonna sit at the Waffle House, and we're gonna talk about running fishing charters out of Daytona Beach, mm-hmm. which, which is about the most wild scenario I can think of with those three people. Um, Man, yeah. Shag was an awesome guy. I'm, I'm glad we got kind of get to give him a, sh- a shout out. Uh, for two or three years there, where I wrote Psychocraft, mm-hmm. he was, you know, I was young. My dad was taking me to all the races, but uh-huh. we met up with Shag. We had a great relationship with him. 
we never we never had to search for a place to stay. We never had to worry about entry fees. I never had to I never had to worry about my bike not working. Mm-hmm. Um, it was about a, you know for 13, 14, 15, 16, whatever I was at the time, like yeah, it was about as good as a sponsorship could get. Like yeah. go out to dinner every night at the races. We we had mm-hmm. a trailer to keep our stuff. Like right. And he just lived. He just lived it, man. Like I, he just—he was—he's he's great. He's a great guy. I, I love. I love to see him. I see, you know, on like Facebook or something. I see him. He's, sure. he's still kicking around out there. And yeah. it, that was a really awesome time for me. It was. Mm-hmm. It was family oriented. It was. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a tight group of, of, of people like on the team that we. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what I think, particularly BMX racing was to all of us. Yeah, it was this traveling circus mm-hmm. of families and misfits that. <laughs> enjoyed riding bicycles right um, so yeah so it, it, would, it would be Shag I, I, you know it, it, I, I don't know anything about Diamondback <laughs> but, right, right, right. but I but I can tell you that Shag would be an amazing amazing sit down uh, uh-huh. would be a lot of fun right. um, yeah. Rick Malterno is another guy that later in my riding mm-hmm. uh, time was supportive of me mm-hmm. put me on the standard team um, that was a, you know that was an, an amazing honor and accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Uh, got to be part of that history. It's awesome to see him still doing American-made frames of all types now, and they're still standard standard bike companies going strong. It's a. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would want to try to. I don't. I don't think I'd want to change his mind. Right. <laughs> how can we? How right. can we build more bikes? Like you know, like what what what, what do we do? And uh, right. but I got to see him a couple of years ago, um, mm-hmm. and I'm sure I'll see him again in the future. Right. But. Uh, Great guy, Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Nothing but respect for for him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great to have that connection back to to, sure. to to BMX. You know, like he's he's a, he's a company owner. He's had one of the best teams going. Sure. Uh, widely respected. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so that's a fun question. <laughs> it is. I like I like the hypothetical. But it's uh, yeah. <laughs> Shag at Waffle House talking about fishing charters out of uh-huh. Daytona Beach. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. So whatever else you have, uh, and then we'll we'll wrap it up because I believe uh, um, I think we can still get Rays uh, before they uh, before, before they lock the door. Yeah. yeah. No, I I don't know I don't know what else there is to say. I really appreciate you giving you know everybody asking the questions, not only you but giving me the opportunity to answer some questions. And uh, I hope we get to do this again. Uh, just anybody that's listening, whether you're you know. Currently riding, formally riding, like bikes, don't like bikes, interested in bikes. Mm-hmm. Just get out there and ride. Um, mm-hmm. I've I got I like I said I've worked in I've worked been working in the business. I got back in. I, I've been working for this company uh, for a couple of years now, and we're all about making a difference and living the bike lifestyle. And mm-hmm. um, I forget about how lucky I am sometimes, and mm-hmm. I get to work in the bike industry. I bikes for my life. Mm-hmm. Um, route that I took <laughs> you know like right. I couldn't I couldn't make money riding professionally I kept getting hurt so like how can I how can I continue this and mm-hmm. um, I think if you want to do that you can you can make it happen mm-hmm. uh, but it all starts with getting out and riding I think sure. that's you know I think that's the only thing that I would want to share with people is go make a difference go mm-hmm. to go to a town meeting go bow the jump go try some try racing try skate park try road riding, try mountain mm-hmm. bikes, try 
get a fat bike, go ride in the snow, you know, like, mm-hmm. as it's over the years, it's, it's become more important to me to just get out and paddle and have fun. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I think what's today, the, today's the 11th and I think I've ridden, well, I'm going to ride today. So it'll be all but two days this year. I've gotten out on my bike and I went, nice. I, I went, and, I went and did some miles in the rain yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, just keep the pedal started. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you for being so involved in the podcast and seeing things that that people like me don't often see. You know, sometimes you don't see, of course, we use this phrase a lot, the forest through the trees. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it's it's so nice to have someone involved that can help me look at it from a different perspective, but also tell me how appreciative you are you know, for this mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thank you uh, for doing it. And um and I just hope Keith Terra's happy. <laughs> I hope so. I, uh, I, th- I think I think everybody. I think Keith and Tom and everybody, uh, John, everybody that contributed questions. I know that it yeah. made it made it a lot of fun for you to not have to, to do all the heavy lifting. <laughs> you know um, what? The, as I said in the beginning, these are the more this kind of evolved this podcast and mm-hmm. in, in reaching for the questions. Uh, it really became something that they they added so much context to it, and then you added to that. It was so much. It was so important to me to to use uh, to use that this way with you, um, because you got a lot of people that care about you, and uh, and and they were right in there. Cool. So, uh, well, I think I think I think that's about it. I just, yeah. uh, check out the website. Mm-hmm. Check out donations. Buy a shirt. Mm-hmm. See if we can get something new up there soon. Yeah. Um, check out rollbicycles.com. That's what I do now. Mm-hmm. Um, let me know how your roll bicycle rides. That's right. Yeah, we'll get into that a little bit, a little yeah. bit later. But gotta digest that one. We're gonna digest that, and then uh, see you guys out there. Keep Excellent. Riding. All right, Brian. Thank you so much for everything, <laughs> and this was great. Thank you for the opportunity. Let's go ride. All right, let's do it. Thank you. Don't break my hand when you shake it. Man. <laughs> You're a little stronger than I am. You got some grip strength. It's my. Uh, it's my. <laughs> putting my hands on the, on the bars this way. <laughs> <laughs> That's right.